This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 35. It's me, Russ the Face View, and I'm joined by Terry, once again the bridesmaid Pike. Yeah, forever, forever fourth. <laughs> Back on form. Third loser? Is that is that what you call it? Yeah, because second and third are just the, losers, the first and second really, losers, aren't they? aren't they? So yeah, you don't you don't win win uh, silver, you lose gold. So yeah, you know, at least you did your best, though, isn't it? Yeah, I tried. <laughs> so um, we haven't recorded for a while. So firstly, apologise for the infrequent shows being released at the moment. Um, there's a lot of RL stuff going on, our real life with all of us um been quite hard to get together and record um but you know we we will ramp it up a bit more once the once we've settled down a bit i think uh we should have a full house back soon um so this show we've been to a few events recently so we've done the doubles um and we've also done uh, sheffield slaughter so i think we're just going to quickly talk about uh partners in chaos which was the doubles event that me and Terry teamed up for the you know, gruesome twosome that we are. So yeah. this was this was some time ago now, wasn't it? Um, Feb, early Feb, was it? Yeah, it must be about a month ago. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, it feel be, that actually. long ago, but it, no, it, it doesn't. But it, it has been a, a bit of time. I think that's what happens when you lose you lose time to to the the wow the wow clock. Yeah, on a different time zone almost. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, we've been playing a bit of that, but <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it's uh, so partners in chaos. We we doubled up. We went uh, team chaos. Uh, took usual usual stuff really. Um, nothing that exciting. Um, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about the event. So it was down in um, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, yeah. and um, run by the Age of Sigbra guys, Gary and uh, Andy. Some very nice prizes at this event, which I was very... The price, the price support for a one-day of that size was just... it was It's probably the best prize support we've had at an event. Yeah, it's better than most two days. I mean, yeah. us to, well, ours was good because we had the swords and that, but we didn't have, like... I mean, like, first place was two um, fat mats. I don't know what they're retail at, but they're about 60, 70 quid, I think. And yeah. then um, second place was... Both players got a box game. One was Blood Bowl, one was Silver Tower, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I can't remember what third got, but they got they got some swag. Um and there was those trophies that that guy made, um, which are basically double up as terrain, the best in race trophies. Yeah, these were really nice. They're really cool. Um we didn't get those, unfortunately, because you didn't get those by finishing high in the event. You got them by doing some objective like team. little side event that yeah. everyone could sort of get involved in, but no one knew what they were until, until the, day the day of the event. Yeah, it's just a bit disappointing, um, but at the same time, it's only a bit of fun one day in it. So I think it probably yeah. the only reason people focus on it is because the trophies were that cool 
but everyone yeah. wanted them. So <laughs> I think some of them were quite easy for other lists to win and others not. Um, I can't remember what the Chaos one was. It was number the of... The Chaos one was to kill heroes. Heroes, yeah. Your opponent's heroes. But we only played someone who had like two heroes in one game. That's and right, one of the yeah. other Chaos players played someone who had four or five five-wound heroes and they had Stonehorns or something. Or... Oh, no, that, that, that was, was, no, they had... Um, no, it was Chaos, wasn't it? Because yeah. they had Warp Lightning Cannons yeah, they just and Gisales and they yeah. just... They just shot off all their heroes, and they got as many heroes in one game as I think we got in all three. It didn't help. We so, played Sylvaneth. Um, yeah. So it's and we played one list with just two, two heroes yeah. in it. Oh, it was, one tyrant and mm, one troll hag, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I must say it was great. I mean, I think the last mission they only had four heroes because it was one mega boss and one chanter on each side. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun here. Um, yeah, because you got a bit, a bit. A bit drunk. A bit drunk. I'd say drunk's probably a better word. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, when in Rome. Um, it was yeah, great to play... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was great to have uh, to play Tomlin um, whilst a bit pissed on the on the top table in the last round. That was awesome. Yeah, although we, I think you got a bit more serious in the last game. Les sobered me up. Yeah. I think I, think I was getting on Les's nerves because we played Les and his teammate in the second round and I... I I think I annoyed him a you, little bit. You sang abuse at him for yeah. some time. I think I you... changed the word to Eskimo Brothers to uh, Sylvan F. Wankers, I think was the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two two, two armies teleporting through one woods. tree or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it was a bit... I was having fun. hilarious, and Andy <laughs> was proper laughing because he'd not seen the, uh, no, the clip. We had to show so him, I showed him that, and he had a good old chuckle. And we had... Um, and, and I as well, we had Domino's, didn't we? Yeah, it's good on my the, my cheat day. Half a large. Yeah, I I thought it was quite funny that um, Gary wanted to get pizza with pineapple on it, and Andy was like, "No one wants to eat that." And that was the first one that went. We were left with some of the. I, I was a bit disappointed. No Texas barbecue, so uh, I went away from that event feeling that I needed a Texas barbecue pizza. Um, and then last week on my cheat day on my diet, I had one, and I I wish I hadn't because it was a bit rubbish. So obviously the memory of the pizza was better than the actual thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's I don't know why I'm talking telling people about that because people don't really care. <laughs> but, um, people it was care about food at events. The it was yeah. Well, the food at the event top awesome. Event venue was really nice because it was in basically a function room, wasn't it? And um, yeah, they had like it was quite funny. There was like some what was it like some like workshop on coping with coping stress with depression, or depression or something. Yeah. And you know we're like load of war gamers being loud and swagging around drunk, and then there's like a very serious chat going on in another room. Um, yeah, but we we went in like the toilets were really good. I don't know why, but they they were just really really nice, clean that kind of thing. Um, awesome event, a lot of fun. We won it. Enough said, really. Um, two for two on our doubles. Yeah, man, two for two, and and you know I mean it's a shame that you weren't pissed up as well, but you know, I thought yeah, I did enough for no, I will us, be so. it. The next doubles, which will be um, uh, Brothers and Brothers of Sigma. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, we have to get someone to drive us back to my house. Yeah, we'll do something. <laughs> I've got It'll the cootie bag still. They'll come out for the second year. Yeah, I'll get the cocktail umbrellas back out. Oh yeah, man, we got to do that. I've got to get the Jaeger again. I think. I think we've got to get Jaeger on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, um, 
I had a I had a really good time at the one day actually. I thought it was awesome. Me and Les actually drove up in the morning, so we didn't stay overnight anywhere and drove back in the evening. So it was an early start. I think I was up at like half five or something stupid, but uh, he stayed at mine on the night before, I believe. And then we just we just got up early. Um, but it's all right. It's fine. It was a nice drive back and it was a good event. And I must I would fairly recommend going to an Age of Sigbra event because that's their first event they've run. But I'm sure they'll run others and maybe if, some. If two they days. do a doubles there, it'll be really good. Yeah, like a, as in a two day doubles. A two day doubles. Yeah, they, yeah, I actually quite like. I know one dayers are all right, but I kind of like a two dayer. I'm really yeah. looking forward to uh, tomorrow burns, which is our next one, isn't it? Oh no, next week's the, oh yeah, Cheltenham um, one dayer. Walmart. Cheltenham one yeah. day first. Then it's tomorrow. Burns. I kind of discounted that as a tournament because I'm taking an unpainted army and just practicing the scenarios and trying to find if there's any problems with them. So I'm not really. Yeah. Uh, it's not. I'm not really got like a, a tournament head on for that, especially as we're not staying away because it's. I'm just going from my house basically. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is next week. Wow, time flies. So yeah. fairly recommend that. Um, if if they're doing another event at some time anywhere soon, we'll 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 plug it on the show if we release one in between now and then. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Um, yeah, we'll be back on it now. It's yeah, fine. we'll be back on it a bit more. So don't worry, guys. Um, so then, oh, and as you notice, it's only me and Terry on the show because uh, um, Les has got power outages and, and Byron's basically swamped with work at the moment. So, um, like I say, we should be back to full team status soon. Um, uh, well, good news. Uh, me and Les are going to Heat 2 now. Yeah, well, bad sort of good news. Well, bad news as well, because it means that Aaron and Tomlin aren't, but, you know. <laughs> well, it means I might have to play you as well, so. Oh, you were going to easy win. I'm going to knock you back yeah. around to fourth. Pow! But Les is going, so that's one <laughs> yeah, more person. So he can trampoline you back up onto the podium. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I'm quite interested. I'll probably take, I might take a Stormcast army to that, and, and if I can get my ass arsing gear and paints and models which is not looking very likely at the moment i've really struggled with motivation i think it's because i had no bros to talk to on skype I'm i've been on skype but i've been watching lots of tv shows and stuff yeah the problem is i've been watching tv shows but they've been really good so i've just been watching the tv show so yeah. i've been watching taboo i've been watching sneaky p i've been watching startup i've just i've literally just gone oh this i'll just put some background tv on and then it's like, now i'm just watching tv i'm not actually doing any hobby <laughs> Yeah, um, that's why I often watch stuff I've already watched. Yeah, then you know what's happening. You can glance up at the bits you know are really cool, but all the filler stuff you know what's going on anyway. So you just sort of drift along with it. Yeah, I've been smashing some audiobooks as well. I mean, uh, I've been I I was tempted to rewatch Dexter, like seasons one to six. I recently did five. that. Yeah, I got to five and then I stopped. I think. Yeah, I'm not, either that or Breaking Bad. I've I've I've, I've watched Breaking Bad twice through now, but. I might go for a third time because it is good. Um, I keep I keep meaning to rewatch the early Walking Dead, but I just find them a bit slow, like they're just a little bit slow to get going. And when you know what kind of happens, it's not really I don't know. It's all right, but it kind of yeah. like you get like one really good episode, then a couple filler, then a really good one, then a couple filler, uh, and being yeah. like an hour long, it, it could be a little bit of a drag. Um, I think for me, I just don't I don't find the motivation to sit down and paint at the moment because I keep meaning to do it and things keep coming up or I'm doing something else. Um, you know, World of Warcraft might have a, a, a part of that, quite a big part. Yeah, but... <laughs> tone that down a bit. Yeah, well, it's difficult. We've just sort of ramped that up, haven't we? <laughs> so, um, no, it's fine. I mean, I've got I've got my scheduled paint days, but I think for me the biggest problem is 
I don't really want to rush stuff out and I've I don't know I've just I'm finding it hard to settle on what I want to do um and this is probably a good segue onto Sheffield because I did something a bit strange for Sheffield um I took iron jaws and I borrowed somebody's army um Kieran thanks Kieran appreciate it bro I wish you hadn't lent it to me <laughs> and I would have took something decent but um, in all seriousness, Iron Jaws are, are cool. Um, they're just not they're not cutting edge, um, which I knew. But it, it's quite nice for me to play different armies, and I've been trying to do that a lot, especially when I've been involved in like playtesting and stuff. It's not it's a good to get a more rounded picture than just play one army. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we should talk about Sheffield, shouldn't we? Yeah, because I I took a mixture. So I borrowed your Bloodbound. Yeah, inspired from our double success, I think that was. So, yeah, basically it was our our doubles list mm. with a, a few minor tweaks, um, and I just took that, and it, it works out as quite a nice 2,000-point army. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it didn't do us any harm, did it? And and just, just no. I think we should just talk. What we're going to do, we're not going to go game by game. There's some stuff that happened at the event we want to talk about like, separately, and it's been commented on another podcast about the kind of the scoring system, the the atmosphere, the painting, um, all that. So we're going to take that and we'll talk about the end. But I think what we'll do is we'll just talk about our lists and what we found. I think that's probably enough. Yeah. I don't really have to go like in loads of detail. But um, so do you want to start? Just go through what you took in your army. Yeah. So I took two tens of blood warriors and thirty blood letters as my oh, yeah. three battle line. How did, do you, do you not just love blood warriors? Oh, they're they're like the best unit they just point for point value. They just they, they just, just always do something because they get do something when they die. So you know, in Age of Sigma, you've got a unit that just dies and it does nothing. They die, but they still roll dice and they still do something. So it's, yeah. they're just so good. They're so good. Anyway, yeah. so, so I, I I just built twenty of them today. Well, ten yesterday, ten today. So yeah, good value. And anyone out um, there building them, just remind yourself that. They're really good, so it's worth the pain. Yeah, they are mold line fantastic. There's so many little spikes and bits, and oh, they're, they're just they're really detailed, aren't they? They're, it's like painting twenty sort of exalted champions. So they're they're a really good kit, but the they're problem amazing. is, you're like, do I want to paint twenty character models? Because <laughs> so... essentially, that's what they are. Each one looks like it could be a a, a mini chaos hero. I must admit. It's the reason this concept army I did was born because I I started to paint one and I went, nah, nah. <laughs> they're not nah. happening. Um, like I'd love to do like forty of them, like do four tens or two fifteens and a ten. Just, yeah, like just, I wrote lists. Just do the wrote, whole lot, you know, just a whole board a list full with of them. Seventy and five blood secreter banners. Yeah. So nothing will ever die. You will roll dice all game long, and you probably won't lose games. <laughs> But it won't be very fun. It won't be much fun. It'll be boring as hell. And it'll take a lot of effort to paint so, it all. So you kill my model. Hang on, I've got five banners planted. Is it my so turn to I, attack or your yeah, turn? Just, so I'm going to attack you back with this. And then and then it's my turn to attack you. And I've just rolled a 500 dice and done two wounds. So yeah. Oh, you've got, you've got an armor save that re-rolls with ignores rend. Okay, we're going to be here a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, that was for the battle line then. Two tens of blood warriors, 30 blood letters. For characters, I took a Blood Stoker, a Blood Secretor, an Arch Warlock, a Corn Lord on a Juggernaut, 
Soul of Faithless. And three Stormfiends. Auto-include, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, basically, when you write a Chaos list, you He's get 1,840 <laughs> points. Because 160 <laughs> points is already automatically locked in, and you can't touch that, because it already contains Soul of Faithless. <laughs> um, if it doesn't, you need to put him in. Yeah, so... You're That's doing it wrong. You're playing as Inch Alliance, and then he doesn't fit. But you know, other than you, that, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, but then you just run a chaos army and screw him in anyway. <laughs> oh, I like the allegiance. Anyway, I'm, getting, I'm sidetracking yeah. you. Sorry. Three uh, storm fiends of warp, uh, warp fire projectors, and then two warp lightning cannons, just because they're brilliant. They are good. Um, they are good. Um, and they did some pretty tasty stuff actually over the weekend. How I rolled good many were they ones at the doubles event? They were amazing. In the first game, that first roll I did. And I rolled both of them together at one target, and I did one wound out of 12 dice, and you were like, I see why your dice are so bad now. And you gave me a load of shit for rolling bad dice. And then in the second and third game, they literally just killed everything. Yeah, they were amazing. They were pretty, they were pretty good. They, see, they, my little um, pep talk got you, got, you, got you into that zone, yeah, you see. just talk, talk the dice Taught down. Taught you into perfection, that's what I did. But I did lose all the priority rolls, so I was That's banned true. from rolling them. Well, I still let you roll them, you still failed. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to alternate it, but then I kept thinking, do I give it to you? Because you're going to mess it up. <laughs> so I will just roll a one every time. Yeah, it's true. Um, and yeah, that was it. So that, that was my whole my whole list. It it sort of revolves around a Bloodletter bomb, a Storm Fiend bomb, two Warp Lightning Cannons, and then just a bunch of stuff that is really hard to kill. Yeah. Um, the skull, uh, the blood warriors, when the banners planted are amazing. So obviously they don't run away. They get an extra attack and they just, they're just there all the time. Four plus save. They just get in the way. They just love it. They're really good. I, I just, honestly, I just think they're like one of the best battle line units. I mean, you pay 200 points for them and you've got to buy a banner. So they're not cheap, but I, I like the fact you pay points, but you get something, a unit that's decent. Yeah, it's not like you, you just go, here's my three tens of clan rats for my battle line, and yeah. then they're crap. Like, you get more stuff in your army around the clan rats, but then you've got battle line that's effectively wasted, so you may as well build it into your points and use it. Yeah, because effectively, the, you're getting, like, I mean, you spent, what, four, seven hundred points. points on battle line? Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, that's a good amount, but I think. The blood letters are amazing, and yep. the blood warriors are really, really solid. So it's like, well, you've paid, so spent 700 points, but you're going to get that value back. I mean, to be honest, I've had games where the Bloodletters kill over 1,000 points on their own. Yeah. Uh, they're just that good. I had that in most games, actually. They they killed at least a five 600-point unit on their first strike, and then they took out another 500 or points when they were being killed. How good so. is it? Damn terrain. Whip. Plant the banner. Sile. Well, Woo! yeah. I got a uh, I rolled a six because I had a hero within oh, range as dear. well, yeah. and it was like mortal wounds on a three or something. It was like, oh, this is just filled. it's just wrong, isn't it? It, it just, was wrong. It feels wrong, but it's so right at the same time. Yeah, um, I mean they die super easy. They're they're they are the definition of glass but, cannon. But do they? Like, I mean, they, I know they do, but there's thirty of them. Yeah, they basically, and and the figures. If you mystic shield them. Yeah, the problem is... They're actually I, pretty solid to survive. In, in my first game, I put them in and killed a Thunder Tusk and a, pretty much killed a Stonehorn and some other stuff as well, but That's the Stonehorn still got to fight. And, and with his damage three, it was just yeah. like, take 12 off. Now with the hooves or the damage two things, take another six off. And then you're left with like four blood letters. They've done like, their oh, job, don't they? They've done their job. 
they've already killed a 300 point model and crippled another one and so, a bunch of other stuff as well and yeah. then they're in the way <laughs> and and yeah they're tying that stone horn up so it's not charging into your army yeah um just just and then you just finish off with the lightning cannons pew 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 which um, is exactly what happens so <laughs> it's the audience as if i knew mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, so how, right so we just i mean should we just talk about your list then during the games is there something you thought we talked about blood warriors a lot so um, the blood warriors were a standout in every game yeah. they either survived the entire game or they killed well over their points costs they, to like, us, they are like one of the units in Age of Sigmar that I I just absolutely love, and the reason I love them is because they always do something. Yeah, the, the, the only time they don't oh, do something is if they they're shot, shot, yeah, or they're hit with an impact hit. But who's going to shoot them? Like you, you got you've got warp lightning cannons, you've got storm fiends, you've got a big blood lap bomb. Nobody's going to shoot the blood warriors, are they? Let's be honest. Nope. No, they, they just, don't. And if they're shooting them, you're going, well, at least he's not shooting all my other stuff. So even then, they're yeah. doing something. I mean, because, yeah. I, I took a 30-man Cunning Ruck unit, and they shot 90 shots into them, and then moved, and then shot 90 shots into them, and only killed, like, maybe one, two dudes. Because wow. they just, you know, in, in a mixed army, you're not getting all the super amounts of buffs on them, and oh, they're literally right, yeah. just crap. Well, they fives and fives or something? Something like that. I think they're, they're like not fives. If, if it's not in a Savage Bone Splitter's allegiance the cunning ruck is not as frightening as it no. could be and it just does nothing to a four up save unit with 20 wounds they just don't care no and to be honest like even if they kill off the unit you're like yeah whatever whatever Fine. they're still sat on the objective you've, you've still got to shoot them again or come and fight them and you don't um, nobody, everyone i love it when people fight them yeah come yeah. fight me come at me and they go in and they go yeah i've killed seven of your dudes cool so these seven pile in oh and now I'm going to attack you with the other three. Oh, you know they're badass when they don't have anything on their arms. So you just got their guns out, it's like yeah. two tickets to the gun show. <laughs> I built I built loads of mine with just guns, no yeah. shoulder pads. <laughs> it, they, they look actually when I was building mine, I was like, wow, they look kind of cool with just like bare arms. Yeah. I don't mean like grizzly. I mean I mean like just nothing on their arms, just big fucking ripped big, big arms. man arms. Like yeah, come at me, bro. Because I, I I use them with the iron fists, or no iron fists, gore fists, um, gore fists, yeah, which just were so situational. Like I think now because when I was running them with those, I was playing pure bloodbound, so I didn't have the lightning cannons. It was just a nice way to have some mortal wound output, even if it's really unreliable. Yeah. Now I think I just run two axes. I, I built all my Magoraxes just to re-roll yeah. ones to hit, I think it was. Yeah, because you could attack in twice most turns, so you're getting more value out of it. You're probably yeah. going to attack more than you roll armor sixes on your armor save. You're probably going to get yeah. to re-roll more ones, sorry, than you are going to get to roll sixes. But do you know what's really good with the Gorefist is when you take a Chaos Sorcerer and you go Mystic Shield and the Oculus, so you've basically got a free-up armor save re-rolling ones, and then you get to roll... It's great when you play against other armies that throw a load of dice and don't do a lot. So if you're don't have because you're passing tons of saves because uh, they're yeah. throwing loads of dice at you, you're getting to pass loads of saves and you're just rolling loads of dice. I've it has been amazing. If but if you don't have the sorcerer, you don't it, mystic shield them, and you're not playing against an army that throws a load of low value attacks, then you probably find the axes are better. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is situational what you what you're fighting against. So. Yeah, and I found um, 
the bloodlet bomb was insane. Um, oh, yeah. Just amazing. Just, uh, I think maybe taking two units of 30 bloodletters would just make your opponent cry. Well, Because you just throw points. one in turn one, and then you just go again. Yeah, and, and to be honest, if you double turn someone, it's just like... Yeah. Just forget about it. It's It's like... And it is only 300 points, which is the same price as three Storm Fiends. And when you think about the mortal wound output of 30 bloodletters... Plus it's 30 bodies on the table. Yeah. It's 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 actually quite scary. It's quite a hard... I find as well when I play people, they're just petrified of that unit. Yeah, quite as soon as it's so, got some buffs on it, you don't want to go near it. No. And... I, They are really good. Like, I've played... I haven't really played against anyone using them very well, um, but when I've used them, they've just been amazing. Like, I was thinking about dropping them. I can't remember what event it was. I was I'm in an RN about, I think it was the Heat, and I took them, I had them in my list, and I was like, do I change my list? Do I think they're any good? And I was like, no, definitely need to keep them in the list, because they are awesome. Yeah. And I had the the Corn Lord and the Jugger as well, who I gave Cunning Deceiver for minus one to hit. I almost took Lord of War. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't. But on the morning of submission, I put down Cunning Deceiver. You've got to take Cunning Deceiver. Because Cunning Deceiver is the best possible trait I think you can actually take as Chaos. I think, especially if you're running corn with buffs, because if you play someone who can drop on you and you don't have your buffs up, you yeah. Cunning Deceiver means that people are A less likely to commit to you. Um, yeah. I find as well if you get given like turn one, um, you're you're okay with that because you can kind of get all your buffs down and you're you're fine. If they want to alpha strike you, then actually their alpha strike's been neutered a bit. Um, yeah, especially if they're using stuff like retributors, where that minus one to hit stops their hammers yeah. exploding, or like the Iron Fist rush or the Iron the um, Stonehorn rush. So even yeah. those armies don't. I mean, I've played people where they rush me. They they gave me the turn. I moved up, buffed my army in a defensive bubble, and then they they charged me, wrote me for the double turn, and they they go in and they go, oh, that didn't do as much as I thought it would because I'm at yeah. minus one. They did. People don't really aren't able to kind of factor it into your calculations. Yeah. Even with like when they try and shoot off Sal turn one, yeah, that minus one, one to hit him is is you know they they I mean that saved me in a few games and I know where. Um, Screamer Skull catapults have like targeted him and missed just because of the minus one. Yep, yep. They're so, in like four, so they're up to fives. It's pretty big. Yeah, which is a pretty big deal. Um, but the Corn Lord on Jugger, his command ability, pick three um, corn units to give them. Um, is it mortal corn or corn? It's mortal, which no. I did get wrong in the first game because I put it on the blood letters. Right, um, okay. But it didn't actually make any difference because all the damage come off the hit roll. Because it doesn't it give you plus one to wound wounds. or something. It gives you plus one to wound, right? Yeah, but the the two things I killed died to the hit rolls. I didn't even roll. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, wound rolls. So I looked at afterwards. I was like, oh, that was a, that it's quite read that wrong. Good on but, blood warriors because they hit but, all threes with yeah. fours. So I I put one on blood warriors, one on blood warriors, and then one on himself. Yeah, because then he's wounding on like twos, which is not yeah. bad, and it makes him freeze and freeze, which is really good. Yeah, well, it makes the big the big weapon threes and twos as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, the, to, that big weapon it can be so disappointing. And yeah. if you're doing it on, because I find freeze and freeze, you just so many times you end up with like only get one through. Yeah. 
I, I found that the big weapon, you either do like four to six damage or you don't do anything. Yeah. It either, it either goes big or it, it goes home. <laughs> yeah, go big or go home, yeah. And um, it really is either way. I find if I if I GM up by going, oh, I'm going to do my big weapon, it always underperforms. Yeah. Like it's like almost like compensating for something. Oh, yeah, check out my big weapon. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. don't know how to use it. It's yeah. like... <laughs> It's like talk talks a game just can't can't walk the walk, you know. It's bad. Yeah. The uh, other thing was the juggernaut on the charge doing those D three mortal wounds on a four plus. I actually found that really useful. Yeah. There was times when there was like two or three units really close by, and you just slide him on in, like handbrake turn in on the charge, and just like clip three units, and just end up doing like two or three more wounds to each unit. Yeah. And it's actually, it actually adds up quite it quickly. Does, yeah. And he's not bad in combat, is he? I mean, no, because his axe, if it rolls a six to wound, or five or six if he's got the buff on him, does three damage instead of D3. Yeah. And he's he's quite choppy with the rend. It's only rend one, but it's still good for smashing up like infantry he's units not, and stuff. He's not exactly a priority target either, is he? No, but the thing everyone is, under, I gave underestimates him, him, don't they? Well, yeah, I gave him the Chaos Talisman as well, so then he's got the, the extra ward save. And then against order, you've got a three up on your jugger, and then you've got the five up thingy, and then against obviously spells, you've got four up negate the spell as well. Yeah. So that's well, it's I mean, four up against mortal wounds, not four up negate the spell, is it? So, um, is it not you just roll up and it ignores the whole spell, or is it just? I don't think so. I think that's. Um, I don't think he has that. Rule. I think that's Archeon's shield. Yeah, actually, is, yeah, yeah. Um, no, his. So if you got hit by like eight wounds, you would roll eight dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that anyone actually casts any spells on him. Um, well, you've got too many other targets that people are after, haven't you? Yeah, and he's quite quick, and he's got eight wounds, so he's not bad. I took him more for the um, three places of power. Yeah, yeah. Because he went and sat in a forest on an objective, and then he just camped that with his two-up save. I think so. he's uh, he's one of those characters that people just don't take. Is he 140? 140. He's yeah. a bargain. He's a bargain for that. I mean, you look compared to a Mighty Lord of Corn, um, what he's really good at is... Just the speed, like you say. Um, I think he's really cool. Like I've used him before um, when I was using Juggernauts as well, actually. But uh, yeah, I think he's just definitely tagging decent. him, tagging him onto a combat. Yeah, just on the end. He's not. He's not going to die easily. He's not going to kill too much stuff. But it then forces them to either run away or commit to you. He's one of my favourite models as well. The metal one, like that. I love that model. I mean, mine's yeah. converted out of a plastic one, but that's only because I've got one painted. But it's my old Warriors army. Um, yeah, which you don't really want to dry brush grey. No, no, I'm, no. I'm not going to quite uh, spray that black dry brush it because uh, they already had like hours of blending on them. So I've decided yeah. as well, mailed armies. I'm just going to keep them on the square bases in my display cabinet and use to say, right, I did that in eighth edition. I did that in seventh edition. Yeah, they're there. I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to go back over them. I'm just going to do new stuff. Um, yeah, fair enough. So even if I do my zinch and I take mortals, I just buy new models. I'm not going to use the old stuff. So yeah, um, the the three storm fiends performed as as they always do. Um, I think three gets you the same as six, really, doesn't it? Six, it's it's they don't you, obviously you impact, get double but... the amount of damage, but if you're killing something with six, you're probably going to kill it with three. Yeah. You will 100% kill it with six, even on bad rolls. With three, it's enough to pretty much kill anything, and then a Warp Lightning Cannon finishes it off. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's easier to move three around than it is six. And you get 30 blood layers. And, yeah, and instead you get 30 blood layers, which is, yeah. They probably do more... Do you think they do more mortal wound output? If you get to charge, yes, yeah. definitely. If you get to go where you want them to go, you get so many models in, you probably do enough mortal wounds to kill a unit that the three fiends would kill anyway. And that's why the blood so. warriors are so good, because they're just a screen. They just go, yeah, come come on and get through us. Yeah, and then once you've got through them, the blood letters pile in. That's so good! Yeah. Um... Do you take an Arch Warlock? Yeah, the Arch Warlock was... He was actually quite good. Um, he just sat in terrain a lot with a two-up save. Um, yeah. Yeah, him and Sal sort of went round as a little pair because they both got a one-use eight-inch range warp fire projector, yeah, effectively. Yeah. So the shot. pair of them just wandered around together, just, like, blasting off a hero every game or two. Um, they were That was quite useful. Nice. Um, but yeah, the Arch Warlock, his spell is is so hit and miss. The Warp Lightning thing where you pick three targets and then basically it's Arcane Bolt three times. Yeah. Um, it just, it's really it's cast miss, on a seven. It? It's on a two up, well, it? Yeah, but it's on, it's on a seven yeah, and I just well. fail to cast it so much. But he gets two spells, doesn't he? Yeah. So it's I almost just like a free shot. Shield. Yeah. It's just like yeah. Mystic Shield, free shot shield. And then maybe an arcane bolt, or if there were yeah. a couple of juicy targets, try for the the seven. But he's okay in combat with his damage free claw and his and his stick. He, he's all right, um, and he's got six wounds, so he's quite tanky as well. Mate, with free his... up save as well, isn't he? Yeah, free up for hundred and forty. He... Uh, yeah, hundred and forty bargain. Yeah, there are some good real bargain characters that Chaos have for sort of a hundred to hundred and forty points. You don't really see a lot of. I'm, um, I'm surprised he's so cheap, considering the fact that not only is he a wizard, he gets two spells, but he's got a decent armor save, he's got a mortal wound one-shot, he's got a really offensive spell as well. And um, he's good in combat. And he's good. In, he's alright in combat. So it's like, And he's got six wounds. Yeah, and he's not a five-wound hero. <laughs> yeah, What's his like, speed? Seven or six? I think he's only moved six, but that's still that's pretty still good. That's still good, though, because like, I yeah. think some wizards are like five or four, aren't they? So. Yeah. But, I mean, him on a Bailwind is pretty tasty <clears> as well. Because then he's got a two-up save with oh, plus one yeah. cast, and then he's doing that spell at thirty-six inch range. Did you take a reinforcement, Paul? No, I didn't for this one, but I I just couldn't find the points for it. Um, Did you what? If you were in your list, then was there anything you thought you might drop to get that bell wind in? I mean, how did you find the one Stoker? of the warp lightning cannons? Oh, really? um, the Stoker was really good, like the extra move on the blood letters. It's massive, isn't it? When you get the ch- X plus three on the charge, it's just such yeah. a big difference. Because then, in one of the games, I gave myself a long charge on purpose, knowing that that plus three would help me out, so that the fanatics couldn't reach me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, like needing an eight to charge makes it a five. Yeah, the, but the they swing still, in well, the odds is massive. I went nine it? away. Yeah. So I needed a six. six. Yeah. But they needed a nine to get me of the fanatics, and he released three fanatics, and all three failed. And then the the bloodletter bomb went in, just killed everything because I rolled the six. Um, but I think I think he's got to stay, because he gives the re-roll ones to wound as well. Yeah. He's really good. It's just it's just like when you're just trying to find like 100 points, isn't it? You're like, oh, I, think, I think you drop the Storm Fiends. Yeah. And you put in 100 points summoning pool, maybe 300 points, and then you could just summon like 20 blood letters, or, you know, or put in another Warp Lightning Cannon. <laughs> Yeah. There's, or there's the option of dropping one warp lightning cannon, 
having that 180, keeping 80 aside for like what two units of brimstones or some chaff, and then you've got your bellwind as well. I think if you're using corn stuff, blood reavers are really good chaff. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I know they get all the buffs, they're out of armor and all the rest of it. But I found that they're even just having ten with meat ripper axes, just like with two banners and having like three attacks a model with minus one rend. They're just well, it's fours and fours, but people don't expect them to do anything. So when they go in and do chip off a few wounds and stuff, they're just they're just annoying, and they're so cheap. Sixty points is yeah, it's a bargain really. And they're on thirty two mils as well, so you yeah. block a bit of board space. Yeah, exactly. So, That's um, the one thing clam rats really suck at. Yeah. Terrible bravery, and they're on 25 mils. Yeah, and the best thing about it is I've got a banner planted. Yeah. So I don't care. Bravery? Nah, no problem. Auto yeah, pass. No, definitely. Um, so that was basically the list. Um, the warp lightning cannons were pretty solid. The blood letters were amazing. Blood warriors were just stand out. The characters were all good. Sal just did what Sal does and annoyed everyone. Any scenario uh, you struggled with? Uh, the first scenario I played, which was um, Border Wars, because I was against 100 Night Goblins. Wow. Um, yeah. And when it comes to clearing 60 Night Goblins in a unit that's immune to Battleshock, because the general sat in there, it's just so hard to outnumber that many bodies. When you're yeah. also trying to fight Stonehorns, Thunder Tusks, and then 30 Savage Orcs, and more units of Goblins. So there was just so many models that I I just didn't have the, you know I I I think though I got a bit lucky on some priorities, but I just I just don't think I had enough on the table. I mean I got some really bad luck at the start with trying to run onto one of the border objectives in the middle. I needed a two plus to reach it, and I rolled a one. So it's like oh if I'd have rolled that two, I'd have been scoring that turn as well, which would have made a huge difference. Um. But it's just little things like that. Um, could have bloodstoked them, possibly. I oh, know bloodstoked the blood letters, but um, I, I, yeah, that was the only one I really struggled with. Three places of power was fine because I had enough heroes. Um, taken hold. What was that one? My opponent. I don't think. I can't remember who I played in Taken Hold. Did you get a major? Yeah, did we play Taken Hold? Yeah, we did, didn't the Escalation we? we didn't play, which I was disappointed about. But Yeah. Um, so, t- basically, was it... I mean, your list is quite well-rounded, because it's got... It's, the, heroes, most well, it's, it's got, the most well-rounded list I've played yeah. in Age of Sigma. It's got a bit of everything in it. It's just not, yeah, it's not, under General's Handbook, definitely. It's not tricked out, it's kind of... You know, it's, it's still got some little tricks in there, but yeah, the tricks are all got toned down. But it's like, they're not the list, is it? You've got more sort of breadth in the army. You've got some units that can stand objectives. You've got bodies. You've got heroes. You've got mortal wound output. You've got combat power. You've got, you know... It was the first time I used an army that actually did combat. Yeah. Because in my previous armies, my <clears throat> only thing that ever really did combat was the Grey and Clean one, and he's not a very good shining example of what a combat unit no, is. No, it's not like when you say, oh, good combat unit? Yeah, Grey and Clean one. It's not what springs to mind, is it? No. You um, think more Bloodthirster or not? No. Not <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> well, yeah. you should think blood faster, uh, uh, yeah, but sadly don't. not. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's got his place. I think we're just overpointed, really, in my opinion, my humble yeah. opinion. Um, yeah, but so should we talk about how did you get on then? Obviously, we know you you came fourth. I um, 
yeah, I got three major wins, a loss, and a draw. Um, the draw, I probably should have won, but it was Saturday night, and we decided <laughs> yeah. that we do some summoning, then some weird we'd, rules. We'd do some shots, is what you said, wasn't it? Well, it was... We we did, did some shots where we went Mate, and bought a tray like eight twenty shot glasses on that tray. There there was twelve on on the first tray, and we was well, basically we, I think we did twenty four or something ridiculous. Because the woman was like, "Yeah, they're this many for a fiver." And Luke was like, "Well, I'll, I'll have twelve. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll have twelve too." <laughs> and I'd already had two bottles of wine at this point. I must I must admit this was the first event that you were on proper form. I was. So drunk, <clears throat> you were I, you were like end times drunk. I was yeah, I was Sam Davies drunk. You were a age of drunk Ma is what you were. Yeah, it, it was pretty graphic. Like I apologise to anyone that was in, in my field of view that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, there's there's now quite a lot of guys who've seen uh, uncompromising pictures of yourself. <laughs> yeah, well that's what happens when you get your phone out. Yeah, <laughs> and you're that drunk. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Never mind. <laughs> it was it was a good laugh though. I mean, to be honest, like I think it, um, like the Saturday night. I mean, we'll we'll probably touch on it later. Well, we can talk about it now, I suppose. But the Saturday night was quite a laugh because uh, I was pretty drunk, but I was sobering up. And, but you were just you were just I on another gone. level. You were gone. I was gone. It like was... Les, there was a point where me and Les were in the toilet talking. He he was like in in there, and I was in a cubicle, and I just started You're shouting, just shouting at, him, at him, calling him a faggot. <laughs> he was like, "Do you remember that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah I do. kind of remember that. Yeah. I do remember it now, but I don't know why it happened." Yeah, um, we I bought out. some people drinks that I didn't really even know. I was at the bar, and they were like, "Oh, what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm getting some shots. Do you want some shots? Yeah, getting on this." That's just what happens when you're on shots, though. Yeah, you're at the bar, and you're like, "I want other people to do shots with me." Because it makes it more fun. I think at one point I bought, I think I bought eight Jaeger bombs, and then I just was like, "Who's around me?" Oh, there's Tomlin. There's there's like you know Paul. I can't even remember. And I was just like, "Have a, I think Luke?" I was just like, "Have a shot. Have a sh- have a have a Jaeger bomb. Have a Jaeger bomb." Because um, God, I was on it in the morning. I tell you, Jesus, you were Christ. you were a mess. It was fucking ace. I knew <laughs> you were there because I could you hear could you. hear me at the other end of the hall. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was good though. I mean, we went out for a meal as well, didn't we, on the Saturday night? Yeah, that we was really disappointing. Actually, it was just... I I was so drunk by that point. You didn't care. I did not care. I ate I... some chicken. <sighs> yeah, I would have been happy just passed like around a, a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the phone that was happening in the venue when we went back. I know the phone was. Oh, out. was it? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, you, were, you were sort of educating people to internet dating as well, weren't you? Yeah, because like, Pano was like really shocked. Yeah. Like I showed him like some dating apps and it was like a buffet for him. <laughs> like he was just looking at it going, my God, what is this? It's just like a catalog. This market. is a it's whole like online shopping. Just it's all... just like a catalog. You just scroll through <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, no, that's, that's nice. I'll have some of that. And you yeah. just scroll through. And he was like, I didn't know this world existed. So yeah. I educated him. <laughs> he's in like in a quite a stable relationship for a long time. So he's not like, he's not yeah. on the market. So, uh, so sorry boys. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it's good. I mean, the meal was all right. I mean, it was quite nice. I got to meet the uh, Paul from the Pom Pompey lot and uh, give him a load of jip about not actually running pure iron jaws um, and and sort of you know trying to round his list out. Pff, what are you doing that for? Um, 
Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was it was all right. The social, I think, to me, the the best thing about Sheffield's normally like the Saturday night. But I was a bit. I don't. They didn't do food, did they? Because normally, no, it was. They it was go off and get food. Yeah, yourself this time. When normally it's yeah, like the venue changed hands, didn't it? So back in the day, when I, I mean, I've been doing the Sheffield Slaughter for about ten years, um, every year, and like it used to be, the guys who run the venue would put like a buffet on and they'd put these tables out and they'd be like curry, chili, proper northern sort of stuff. Yeah. Load of like, you know, like samosas and chips and all the rest of it and all the healthy stuff. And you just go down and like fill your plate up, sit down, have a bit of a laugh, go up for seconds when everyone else has had some. Just smash it all the, in. The bar's there, the bar's cheap, uh, which is not so cheap anymore. Yeah, um, it wasn't that cheap this time. All those shots were good value, know, as I found out. expensive. I bought a few rounds and it was like over 20 quid. And I was like, I mean, admittedly, it was like buying like multiple drinks. But I was, I just thought, wow, this is, it used to be like stupid money, like £2 a pint or £1.80 um, for a pint and all that kind of stuff. I mean, now it's like £3 odd. It's like normal prices, which to be honest, because it, like it was like an old working man. It felt like a working man's club, you know, like old school, yeah. um, like the British Legion type thing. Um, I don't mind paying for my drinks, you know, it's fine, but I just, uh, I don't know, it felt a little bit, um, the venue's the venue, end of the day, but it just didn't feel as good, like, even, even, like, on the Sunday when you used to get, like, roast pork and apple baps and stuff, and they just, it's just, like, burger, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's alright, I mean, I don't expect the food to be amazing, but it was just a little bit... Yeah. Not quite the same. Didn't quite have the same feeling atmosphere. I think because people went off to get food, and then when they come back, it didn't feel like Sheffield. Normally, there's like loads of games going on. There's loads of like board games, Perudo stuff like that, and it just didn't feel the same. I think it's just because it's like um, for me, like I mean, it's not. It's nothing the, the organisers can do. It's, it's, it's you know, it's not, not nothing. It's nothing. That. It's just me personally. Out of the Sheffields I've done, it wasn't like up there with one of the the cool ones. But then it was because it's the first time really at Sheffield I've got really drunk, and you were just on form, so it was awesome. I I, I bounced back pretty good Sunday morning. Yeah, like a few people commented, they were like, "Are, are you all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I, I yeah. I tend to like. <laughs> I think. I think as long as you, I don't know. I don't tend to get like massive hangovers, even if I drink loads. I think for me, as long as I have like water and all that. I mean, I was flagging by the evening because I started so early. Yeah, but it was just tiredness, really. Well, I walked back to the hotel was painful. I don't know. It felt, uh, I felt like it was. Uh, it was going. I, I was quite joyous walking back. I think <laughs> we I, were just I, really I... slow. We were just like, Ugh. we didn't load a chicken. It's uphill, and we're all a bit like you know, kind of bloated and full up on beer, and it's just like, oh, I just want to, I just want to not move. Um, that was it for me. It was more the food than the drink, to be honest. But yeah, good, good, good. Then that was awesome. So, I, so yeah, I had a good adventure. Played, I played some good games. Um, I played some not great games. I, I could have played a bit better in some of them, but um, overall, it was an all right finish. Because as I said earlier, I, I come fourth. Um, so back on form for uh, fourth places now for a while, I reckon. Yeah, uh, might might be able to sneak a podium, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so with that list you should be able to. Cause there's I should be able to with that list, yeah. It's, um, it's a much better list. I think we'll, before we get into like scoring and painting and all that, we're going to do it at the end, I think. Um, but, yeah. I mean, just quickly then, so from your list, anything you would... I mean, you talk, talked about maybe trying to squeeze in 
a bell wind or dropping the storm feeds out. Is there anything yeah. really change? I mean, does anything do you think the arch warlock? The is arch too warlock much? could probably go and be a gaunt summoner instead because or a of second the spell banner? or a second banner. Yeah, if banner stacking's a thing, second banner. Otherwise, a gaunt summoner would be a good fit because you get that spell to kill hordes. Yeah, and you, so you when, said you struggled with that when you. Yeah, you, th- when you're trying to kill off sixty goblins in five turns, you e- you either go in and kill it all in one turn, or you just sit there and grind it for the whole but game. With the gaunt summoner, don't you need the bellwind for that? Really? Yeah. So, so you, you'd have to, you'd have to squeeze in. So you'd have to find another hundred points. Uh, one one twenty and the thingies. Well, one twenty with the familiars. All right, another eighty points. Then you'd have to. Yeah. I so, suppose you could hit him without the familiars, but you probably would, wouldn't you? I think, I think just for safety, you do because of the plus one to cast. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And it gives him extra wounds as well if they want to target the, you know, yeah, kill off your wound counters. They just kill. Yeah, the rest, I, they kill the first plus one and then leave the rest. Yeah, I think I think that's what people would do. Just target the. Although I think you get to take it off though. If they target the familiars, you just take uh, off. The, it gives you minus yeah, one think, in combat or something. Possibly, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Either way, you just kill the Gaunt Summoner. Yeah, he's only got five wounds and a five-up save. Yeah, it's a lot um, easier to kill an arch warlock. Yeah, but then the Gaunt Summoner is is pretty tasty though. So yeah, on a bear wind, Mystic shielding himself, he's got three up, so it's not bad. Yeah, I don't even think he's a priority target though, is he? I mean, he is with a horde army, but then do they have anything that reach out and touch him? I suppose they've got unless bolt they, throwers, but... unless they've got bolt throwers yeah. or a, or a thunder tusk. But then hopefully your bloodletters have gone and killed that. So. Yeah, and there's, I think the, the best thing I found about when I used that similar army is there's too many things for people to shoot at. So yeah. you find that a lot of people, they can't decide where to focus their shooting. Yeah, They find it very hard to prioritize the target because everything has a use. So it's like, I kind of want to get rid of Sal, but then the bloodletters are still there. And even with the whip, they're still quite quick. And I still can't yeah. really get go towards you if you've got them. So I kind of want to shoot. But the you also letters. need to kill the banner. But yeah, then but I want to kill the banner. But then actually, the two what lightning cannons are a problem. So it's like there's almost so many targets you just can't choose. And the three storm where fiends. to go, and also the guy on the juggernaut. You're just like, well, yeah. yeah, I need to get rid of him. But it's and the storm fiends as well. So I think you've got so many like targets. It's, it's going to be quite hard for someone to prioritize. Oh yeah, I kill that gaunt summoner because like well. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, Saul's the number one that you kill. Um, yeah. So. I found that Saul actually is quite hard to see if he stood behind Blood Warriors. Yeah, he's quite... Because if you layer them up properly and stack them in front of each other, they make a solid wall that you can't see through. The Juggernaut's good for that. Yeah. Put it sideways. Yeah, and the Storm Fiends, because they're quite chunky. Yeah, they so are you, chunky, yeah. You can actually hide Sal quite easily, and I think a lot of people don't really play True Line of Sight properly. No, they just think, oh, I'll shoot that guy. You know, I'll just shoot that guy. It's him? like, can you actually see him? Get get down and have a look, table edge. Can you see it? Put your trees back in your woods. Can you see him? Yeah. A... No, because there's a massive tree in front of you. <laughs> so, but that's that's an argument for another... Uh... Yeah, let's not argue more about terrain. Yeah. It does my head in. Yeah, so... The... I'm going to give the list a few more tries, I think, and just see how it goes. Um, I would like to squeeze in a bit of summoning. I think some more chaff might be nice. But you, you used um, reinforcement pool. Was it the heat quite well? The heat, yeah, that so was you, really good. You you missed it then? Yeah, summoning the seekers to run off and grab objectives was really nice. 
So do you um, think the Storm Fiends could just be a summoning pool? I think they could just be a 300-point summoning pool, because that's another 30 blood letters you, you could, could summon. you could almost swap the, um, the Arch Warlock, Arch Warlock straight for to a that. Gaunt Summoner. And then that gives you 320 points, which is 100 for your Bailwind, and then 220 left, so you could do a 120-point unit of Seekers, yeah. and then a 100-point unit of Blood Letters, Plague Bearers, or yeah, something. Yeah. So there's plenty of... Um, or plenty like of a Herald... Options. Summon a blood corn uh, herald just to trigger the keyword yeah. for the um, or a zinch herald, yeah, or a zinch herald just to pop that cheeky bolt. I would like to get the changeling back in the list. Yeah, he's good. Realistically, he's a straight swap for the arch warlock one forty one forty. Would you? I mean, you talk about the arch warlock and stuff. Would you consider dropping the guy on the juggernaut, or was he was he really good? Yeah, but he was just quite good because he was he's, he's a, solid, he's right? a tanky enough hero to make three places of power. Unless yeah. issue, gives, yeah. He gives your Blood Warriors the buff to make them threes and threes, which is pretty decent. Um, I don't know. Have if you like, thought maybe about using him as a Mighty Lord? Yeah, but I think he's maybe a bit slow. Yeah, he is a bit slow, but I mean... You could fly him around. Yeah, you, we could just run, and it also gives you that, that anti-big thing. Cause you did, did you have any Wrathmongers? No. Because you just relied on the Mortal Wound output, aren't you? To but get rid the, of my anti-big thing was 30 Bloodletters, 2 Warband, yeah, so, 3 yeah. Storm Fiends, yeah. and then all the extra Mortal Wounds from the shooty attacks and the spells. So Yeah, I've definitely moved away from Wrathmongers since... I mean, I probably wouldn't even bother putting my list anymore. Because 180 points is quite a lot for a unit that only does one job, you know? Yeah, but they are they are good still, because it yeah, is good, five but I think a lot of people know how to deal with them now. What I like yeah. about them is the buff they give other units and the fact you can fight over the top. It makes yeah. your defensive um, Blood Warrior War really, really solid. Yeah, because they just bop stuff over the top and then give them an extra attack each. Yeah, I think, and and what's really good is you just position them correctly. You, you're like within three of your guys and not within three of them, and then you're only buffing yourself. Yeah. Really or solid. enough so that maybe one of their guys can get in, yeah, and yeah, then that yeah. gives you range to then pile in afterwards You'll into the holes. Normally, when people do their pile in and they start rolling their attack dice, you just go, "Oh, that guy's within three, so he gets one extra attack." And they're like, "Oh, oh, cool." And then they like realize you can then pile in and attack them, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. oh can I just move them back?" And it's like, no, <laughs> no, because you've already rolled <laughs> you've dice. We rolled dice, <laughs> so. Uh... Yeah, no. there's room for little changes, but overall, I think the solid, the 700 point core, like battle line setup and the cannons is pretty, you know, I, and I the banner and style. When I run that at the heat, I run two units of 10 Blood Warriors and 30 Blood Letters. I just found it was almost perfect. Um, I think at the heat, I had 10 Blood Reavers as well, just to fill the gap in. Um, so I could do a kind of really big bubble of protection for when I played against Stormcast Warrior Brotherhood. I yeah. It's less of a thing now, but it's um, back in the yeah. back, it was Flavor of the Month on it, so. Yeah, Yeah. so do you want to um, take a quick break and then talk about your list and your games? Yeah, we'll do. So uh, we'll take a small yeah. break there. Uh, back in a minute, but for you guys, it'll be only be like 30 seconds, and uh, I'll talk to you about Iron Jaws. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back from the break. So, uh, 
Yeah, that was uh, Sheffield. I did something a bit strange. Um, I took Iron Jaws. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I, it's kind of a bit strange because I feel that, not that I've really tried that hard or been thinking too much about the gaming side of things, but since I won the Masters, I've kind of felt like I just want to try and do different things, like not just just do, and I'm not saying that what I'm doing with Iron Jaws is particularly unique because other people have been playing them, but I just, for me, it's different to take an army like that, um, which I already knew its limitations. Um, now, when Iron Jaws came out, I fell in love with the models, and I bought a lot of them. Um, then I fought better of it, <laughs> and uh, I tried painting yellow, um, which I, you know, it's going all right. I've, I've, I was quite happy with how it's progressing. I tested out chipping medium on some hard boys, didn't really like that, so I'd bin that idea off. Um, and I was like, yeah, I paint my iron jaws, it's going to be cool. Then I went, no. And then I just went down the rabbit hole of doing um, flesh eaters. But obviously, this was before General's Handbook and the traits and all the rest of it, I think. Maybe I think so. Um, but anyway, I was like, yeah, these are cool. Then didn't do anything with them. So. I was looking at getting red a new army this year, and I've got a Zinch army, and I will play them at some point. I've just, I've just looked at the models, and I spent quite, I've built quite a lot of them, and you know, I've progressed with the army. But I was just looking at them, going, these are not going to be a quick army to paint. I'm going to take my time. They're very detailed, and everyone and his dog is talking about playing Zinch. I knew it would happen. You go yeah. to tournaments and there aren't many armies around. Well, go, going on the their detailed, I built six of the Skyfires and a Shaman, and that's basically seven characters to paint. Yeah, and I don't want to rush them. Um, and to be honest, the models are absolutely amazing. Like I absolutely love the Zangor models. I think the Zangor are just beautiful models. And I want to paint them and I want to do them well. But Zinch's light colours you know, very hard to paint quickly and look good. You can do it, and I could easily paint the army quickly, And, and but I, I kind of don't want to rush another army onto the table. I felt like I've spent a lot of time in Age of Sigma just rushing armies. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've been... I dabbled with that Beast Claw army um, last year, and I was like, how can I add to that to make destruction and try and because destruction is the only army I've not really sorry army faction I've not really I should say grand alliance um I've not really done well with or I've not because I've not really played with it but I haven't I've only taken it to one event and two now but I've not taken strong lists I've taken like I've taken like pure beast claw and pure iron jaws um and I was kind of wanted to take an army where I could try and compete for a podium but then I thought that means I have to paint 30 Savage Orcs because what I was going to do is borrow sort of Kieran's uh, Iron Jaws, um, Brutes basically, uh, take my Stonehorn and paint some Savage Orcs and some Bolt Throwers and go with a mixed destruction list, which would have been Frostlord and Stonehorn, Night Goblin Shaman, War Chanter, uh, Mega Boss, because I fucking love that model, um, 30 Savage Orcs, 3 to 10. Uh, Iron Fist with four units of brutes uh, and two bolt throwers. I think that's two thousand or like nine to nineteen eighty or something like that. Um, and that would have been cool, and I think it would be quite competitive. But part, I, 
I kind of got into a mood of playing pure iron jaw and after playing like Paddy and Tomlin at partners with their pure iron jaw and I just sort of think I've never I've I've not played with it so I've kind of made an assumption that they're not good and I've played against I played against that weird fist list um at the heat which I took about and I was I was really tempted to try and do something with the bell wind and do something with that um I played a practice game against Lairs um, when he dropped the army off over Sylvaneth and I took the weird fist to that and I was like it's cool, it was alright I didn't roll particularly well but it's not really reliable enough to be a thing in the list it's kind of a bit gimmicky Yeah. Um, and I thought I could just take a weird knob and just chuck two dice at foot anyway and it could still do pretty good damage it's just I can't, I'm not built I'm not spending like 200 points extra to try and make something work and then have to worry about position of my models and I want to be running across the table um so anyway, I digress. I went pure Iron Jaw. Now, now actually, there's not when you look at Iron Jaws. There's kind of the brutes are kind of stand out. You kind of look at them and go, they're really good. Um, and I like the models a lot, so I wanted to use a lot of brutes. But when you write lists, it's kind of everything's almost like 180 points. So you kind of end up going, well, how many brutes do I take? And do I put them in 10s or 5s or 15? I'm going to take Iron Fist because it's just awesome. And then you kind of look at, do I take, how many hard boys do I take? Do I take hard boys? More Crusher or no more Crusher? And that's basically your decision making for the, the army. So I ran one of everything pretty much, apart from Gore Grunters. They stayed at home. Uh, I ran a more crusher, um, and I run a mega boss. Uh, the more crusher I took um, the four up ward save. The mega boss I took battle brew. The uh, then I took a war chanter, uh, a weird knob shaman. So it's one of basically every hero. Then I took two units of ten hard boys uh, with great weapons and five with shields. Then I took uh, four units of five brutes, um, two with double landers, uh, two with single landers, um, and then I took uh, Iron Fist formation. I think that's it. So it's not an awful lot of models. It doesn't feel like quite a lot. Um, but it was all right. It was all right, to be fair. Did I take four, Did I take five units of brutes? I thought you had a unit of ten. No, I did at the end, yeah. I, I changed my mind last minute and put them into one ten. <laughs> yeah, so I had ten brutes with double anders and two fives with um, with uh, dual wielding. Just because I went with uh, I think they called I don't know they're jagged gore hackers or whatever they're called. Um, but I yeah, it's because I was going to run four fives and I decided that if I run that's right if I run the ten the five and the five I could put both the hard boy units in the formation which is iron fist. So my entire army all the infantry is one formation. And then I could run the more crusher and the, the heroes as separately, but um, yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I took the more crusher because when I played Les, I just didn't feel I had an answer for a model that doesn't care about the brutes hitting it. So if you take all of the same unit, then you've only got one thing in your list. So if you play something that's good against that unit, you're basically screwed. Yeah, like um, you, I think at the moment you have to have something in your army that can kill the tree man 
or like the Star Drake with the yeah the two up re-rolling one it's, saves. It's you need wounds. something to kill that. It's the more crusher, mortal wounds on the charge, and it, it's purely for that that I took the more crusher. Plus, I kind of like the fifteen inch wire. Um, uh, and I thought he's got to be the general, right? I can't make the brute champion the general. That's not a thing, right? Well, it's what most Iron Jaw players do. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm disappointed that you got a guy called the Mega Boss. He's got to be the boss, right? He's got to be the general. No, just some random brute. Just some random the boss. brute, brute hard boy or whatever he's called, hard knob. Sat there with his claw. Whee! Um, so okay. In my first game. I started to get horrendously drunk and I played against a Bloodbound army which wasn't particularly honed and my mate Matt um, had a great game but I won that. Then um, I played Les uh, and in three places and I won that one. Uh, and then I ended up playing a guy with a whole army of guns. Um, Alex who's come over from the 40k scene and um, I could have won that several times but I didn't win the priority rolls and I lost that one. Then on Sunday... I had the privilege of playing a the mega boss, Chris Tomlin, in a mirror match. Um, his army was basically identical, except he had his guys in a unit of 15. Uh, he had one less unit of Ard Boys, and he had three Gore Grunters. Um, but basically, the lists were the same. Um, and I lost that game on VPs. I thought I played it all right, but I went. I went at him um, knowing that he won the role besides me and that I was always facing down a double turn. Um, and then in the last game, I I can't remember what I played, but um, I... Oh, I played um, Matt Oakley with his Zinch army um, and he hadn't really seen the speed of destruction and I explained what it, how fast it was and... I just absolutely destroyed him. I was going to say, um, didn't didn't you do him in like one turn? Two turns. I got my Maw Crusher into his Sky Fight. I got my Brute so they could f- pile in and with the t- three inch reach, with the two inch reach, could hit the Sky Fire unit because I basically had like a chaff screen of Plague Bearers. So I charged it with three units, and then um, the Maw Crusher and the other unit killed it all, and he removed all the models fighting the big unit of ten with double hand weapons. But because they made a successful charge, they could they still could pile, pile in, in. Yeah, and they were five inches away from the um, skyfire, so they piled in and then took off half the skyfires. And I double turned him. More crusher went round the back, went straight into the um, deceiver, zangor shaman, and storm fiends. Killed all the storm fiends. Um, then promptly got trounced by the deceiver in combat and died eventually. Um, I've got I... a funny story about deceiver. I'll go back to in a minute. <laughs> well, go now. Go now. It's fine. In my second game, after I cracked open my bottle of wine, I was playing a new guy on the scene. Um, it was his first. I think he said it was his first event. Uh, Sam Watson, I think his name was. Nice chap. He um, he put the deceiver, and I I kind of talked him into it, but didn't. Like I, I gave him the decision, but I heavily weighted it. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, I'm going to jump the Deceiver behind you and charge your Storm Fiends. And this was like turn one in three places of power. And I was thinking, you need that hero because yeah. he's amazing in three places of power because he can just go jump on an objective later on and kill the, hero, know, take the, kill the hero, take the objective. And he was like, oh, I'll be fine because I'll just get Elite behind. I'll go in. You're not bravery buffed or anything i'll kill a couple and then the battle shock the rest off or you, you know you all have to come deal with me it'll be fine 
So I was like, <sighs> you could do. Do you want to throw it away? Is it is it really worth the risk? And he's like, well, I won't know if I don't try. So he jumped the deceiver in, failed to charge, and the Stormfeeds just shot him off turn one. Ugh. Did like 14 wounds, just took him off. He was like, oh, well, I know not to do that again. I was like, I, I kind of knew that was going to happen. I did tell I didn't you. want to tell you. It's only like nine-inch charge, isn't it? It's a six. He jumped six away. Six away. So it's no, only a six. But no. the amount of times I've done that. It's quite a high probability to fail that, isn't it? What, it is. 30%? Because like it, it just happens. I, I I wanted to tell him he wasn't going to make the charge, but at the same time I was thinking... If you don't charge, oh, you're getting fired. I'll get, a free, I'll get a free deceiver out of this. You're just going to sit there spouting their warp fire. You're like, oh, take it, take it, deceiver. But, um, yeah, no, that was that was quite fun. Nice. Yeah, so, so yeah, you, you smash the guy off in a, two turns then. Basically, what did I what did I learn about Iron Jaws? Okay. They either go big or they go home. I think it's probably the big. Um, they're quite a lot of fun. Um, they're really matchup dependent. Um, they, the brutes are pretty good. Uh, Bravery is a problem, obviously. Lack of shooting is a problem. More crusher is almost you have to have it, but five hundred and twenty points is just too expensive. A Stonehorn um, is just so much better. It's, yeah, and it's 460, and you're like, it's cheaper, and it's better, and it's got more wounds, yep. and it's more survivable, and it's just better all round. I was disappointed with the more crushes damage output. I think that's probably because I didn't put Battle Brew on it. Um, the Talisman did come into play, though. It was quite useful. Um, I personally had a lot of fun with the army, but it felt like I was playing old Bloodbound with all the uh, tricks taken out of it. Yeah. So it was an army I would quickly get bored of. And the problem is there isn't anything else in the book to try out. Aren't there only three units? Yeah. There's Hard Boys, Brutes, Boys and, and Gore the Grunners. That's it. Yeah. That's and the problem is as soon as you go outside of the Alliance, you have to put other battle line in. So I would have loved it if like hard, hard boys were just destruction battle line. I mean they're 180 points for you, which is they're not, pretty. They're rubbish. not battle line if they're not in Iron Jaws. No. Oh, that's because really shit. what you could do if they were, you could keep the theme of Iron Jaws and have three units of ten, and then you know you could fill out with stuff like putting in bolt throwers or putting in you know other stuff to round the army out. And I don't think if you were having like orcs with orcs, I don't think that's like a problem, but. The problem is, is like as soon as you go Destruction Grand Alliance, you look at the battle line units and you go Moon Clan Grots or Savage Orcs. Moon Clan Grots with Fanatics every day. <laughs> well, there are a lot of points though, because they're 120 for the unit and then the Fanatics, are, you've got to pay for them as well. So it's, yeah. quite, it's quite a lot, but yeah, they are amazing. But I think you just need some shooting really. Um and, you know, when you look at it, as soon as you go outside the Alliance, it just opens up so many options. And I think because Which the... Which are probably better than Iron yeah. Jaws, so you just don't take Iron Jaws. And the problem is, it's like, when the Iron Jaws book come out, obviously they didn't. it hasn't got any Allegiance abilities, hasn't got any artifacts, because it's, it's, it's one of those books. Whereas the Bone Splitter books obviously got all that. So you look at the Iron Jaws and you go, they just, they just need more of a release coming. I'm sure there'll be some stuff coming later, but for me... Um, I love the models. I love the idea of the army, but it's just it's not going to have enough to keep me interested. Um, I found that gaming terms, they're a great army to get pissed, pissed and push models across the table. 
um, because you almost feel like you're along for the ride. I think Tomlin said so, to me, "So does my army." <laughs> well, no, because your army's like got loads of different choices and things you can do. But with with Iron George, you pretty much go, "What do I do? I'm going to surge forward and just charge at you," and you almost get to the point where the army's playing itself and you're along for the ride. I think that's yeah. what Tomlin said to me because you, sometimes the Iron Jaws they just pull you along the experience of the game um i'm not saying there isn't tactics or skill or choices to make but you just get you almost get dragged along this ride with the army and then he goes and eventually you'll hit a brick wall and just go well they're just not good enough um i i think with a bit better luck against alex i could have won that game and to be honest i only lost two games and two of them i could have won both of them um and to be honest playing a mirror match iron jaws against someone who's been playing Iron Jaws all year in Take and Hold. It's a terrible, terrible matchup um, because he fights just as well as you do and um, he's played a lot more games and his list is probably slightly better than mine for the scenario because um, he's got the 15 Brutes. Yeah. it was. I got a minor in that one, actually, thinking I got a yeah. major in it. I got a minor in that one because that's the one I played Liam in and we basically just went at each other to kill each other knowing that we couldn't really get the objective. Yeah, I think I think that's the problem with that mission. It's just a bit... I wish I really wish we played Escalation because all five of my units are battle line. Yeah. I would have had my whole army like right in their grill straight away. Yeah, um, or then Bloodletters in their grill turn one. Yeah, man. That's what it's about. Yeah. But to be honest, like, I, I, I think there's a lot... You can get a lot of value out of the units if you play them well. Um, I took Hard Boys because... They were like my screen, so I, I didn't want to just take loads of brutes because I was talking about just taking brutes, just loads of them, just take loads of them. Little units of five, just spam them, um, which in theory is pretty good. But I was a bit limited on the models because Kieran only had so many, so I was like, "Well, yeah. I'll take I'll take what he's got, which if he's got twenty five, um, I ended up taking twenty of them." But um, what I would say for me, stand out things which i really like boss claws and bashes i love it like they do so much damage the the actual the the boss in a brute unit is really good um yeah i like the weird knob i know he gets a lot of stick but i wish he had two spells but i think for me like just just doing a di- a foot of gork i think at one time i played chris and i was like i just do an arcane bolt i was like oh but do i just do i just go for the foot and just hope i get it and I, I chickened out and went for the bolt and then rolled a 10. I was like, oh, I could have had a foot. Yeah. Um, and I rolled all the damage out. And he goes, why are you torturing yourself? I said, I just wanted to know. just want to know. Um, yeah, the more Crusher. Um, yeah, it's, I love the model. I, I think in an Iron Jaws army, you almost have to take one. Uh, but it's almost like a tax. It's like a handicap. It's like yeah. saying, you need this in your army, but you, it, by taking it, you're kind of losing more bodies and because i did write a list which was like double mega boss double chanter and then all the brutes and all the art boys um but it just doesn't the the mega boss is is awesome he is he is mega i really like the mega boss i think he's he's solid um i would even put him in like a normal destruction army i think if i was uh because with with the brew he's just so hard to kill he's just so tough um I really like him. He he's awesome. Model's fantastic. Um War Chunter, 
yeah, it's okay. The plus one hit's quite good, but if you've got brutes, you're re-rolling with the mega boss within range as well. Um, yeah, it's okay. I think I can't really say a lot about the army. It doesn't. If you want to listen, know about Iron George, just go listen to the the Black Sun episode with Kieran and Chris that talk about them. But I think for me, they they're they're over and done with. It's a chapter for now. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not. I've got. I did go out and I bought a load of brutes. Like I bought more brutes because I had some iron jaws, but I only had fifteen brutes. So now I've got thirty brutes. I've got two more crushers, two war chanters, two mega bosses, and a ward weird knob. And, and I've got twenty hard boys uh, and six gore grunters. But like, can I see myself building and painting them all? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. It have to. The something's going to have to happen for me to get excited about them again. Um... I think they're going to be one of those armies that I always think like have a kind of like a soft spot for, but never actually play with. And that, that was like Tomb Kings and Eighth Edition for me. I always liked yeah. the idea of doing a Tomb King army, but I just knew how crap they were in Eighth. If yeah. you didn't do the Light Council Archer build, yeah, there was some builds like, in there, but they were quirky and it wasn't exactly power power. But, no, um, yeah, I think I think for me, like Iron Jaws are an army that I will revisit once they get more of a range if they ever release more stuff for them um so and destruction for me it it it's just not it's just not appealing to me like it's just I don't know I just can't get into it I just can't get into them I think there is some cool stuff and I think yeah I could do this list and this and the mixed army the mixed army with the brutes still kind of think yeah that would be good it'd still be competitive I think the one that I was going to originally take. But then I kind of feel a bit dirty by taking a mixed army. I know it's not dirty, but I just, I don't know. Like, I really, the thing is, the biggest thing I have is really don't like Savage Orcs. I, re- nice. I just really don't like them. And I think the problem I have is that the, um, what's the shake? Savage Aurochs or whatever they're called now. But I think for me, the problem I've got is that I don't really want to use Moon Clan Grots because I just, they've just got such a stigma. And also with my sort of ice theme orc army, they just wouldn't. They just don't really fit. I don't really want to. I don't know. I've got like a Moon Clan Grot army that I was doing for a campaign in Eighth Edition, but I just don't want to. I just want to. Don't want to play with them because I. I really hate the idea of having loads of models to move around. Um. That's why I quite like the brutes because you're just moving like big five big tough models, and it's like yeah, I'm not moving like sixty models in a unit because I. I it's just a waste of life, really. I I just don't. Without movement trays, I wouldn't be playing that. And also, not even like trays, but just rolling the attacks out. It's like it's the same. It's the same problem. It's just dull. It's like watching paint dry. I don't really want. I don't really like doing that. But you know, it's it's kind of. It's part of the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is part of the hobby. You normally I'm trying to batch paint, so I'm doing something else while I'm waiting. But um, actually, say that probably this is one of the times we actually probably do like watching paint dry when you do like a wash and just looking at how it's settling and anyway it's yeah. <laughs> well maybe not a good analogy <laughs> but you know it's just it's just a bit dull um and i've been struggling with motivation to of what to play and paint um and i've been kind of flitting between several projects and i'm not really doing anything i feel like i'm not achieving anything um, yeah i don't even know where i finished i finished like 15th or was it 20th or something i can't remember but um oh, at sheffield. can find out i think it was 20th or yeah, something it wasn't a, it was one of your worst finishes yeah but to be honest i'm normally in the top three so it's like yeah it's i mean to be honest i didn't 
I didn't go into the event with, oh yeah, I want to win. I'm going to smash it. I just, I just went for a bit of a laugh, really, um, and took the Iron Jaws. Twenty third, I was. Twenty third, you yeah. come, yeah. Um, but to be honest, like looking back at the games and and like how it went, I I did absolutely face roll three of my opponents. Um, and when I played Les Sylvaneth in three places, the more crusher was immense. He was just like man of the match. Took out took out a Treeman Ancient. Um, sat on the objective. Then when I was up on points, he then rampaged off. He was just like a. He was unstoppable. He was just really good. Um, I don't know. Like I think for me, I'd probably play events with them again. Like I don't, but I, it's only if I was playing for fun. I think. I mean, I know that sounds stupid. Some people are like, well, I always play for fun. But you know, if I was trying to compete, I wouldn't play with them unless I had a really nicely painted army. Like if I had like Tomlin's, I'd spend all that time painting army like Tomlin had. I would play with them anyway because I just want to use the models, but. Yeah, I think for me, there's just not enough variation in the army to keep me interested because I can't go. Let's try out a different list. It's like there isn't a different list. There's different like combinations of the same models. It's like you know, it's just not. There are. I mean, I'm not saying that's the, the only list, but it's it's slight variations on there's, the same. There's thing. three it's, units to yeah, pick from. Exactly. It's not going to be you know a different army, is it? It's... Yeah, and I think for me, you're never going to go Gore Grunters. Let's run loads of them because they're just not good enough. I think if they were, if they were a bit more in line with the brutes' damage output, you'd probably take them, and you'd be like, "Well, I can do it. I can take the, I don't know it's called the Grunt Fist or whatever it's called, but you could take that." Um, but the the one one thing that I joined like a WhatsApp chat to Kieran and Tomlin before the event, and the one thing that I found really interesting was um, talking about um, the Brute Fist, which is if you, you can charge in the hero phase, and if you make that charge, you do mortal wounds. So I think it's D3 on the unit that ch- when you charge. So for, if you add, like, five units, and you've got the destruction move with Ravager, then you could potentially destruction move charge, do a load of mortal wounds... So you could almost like use your Ard Boys as a screen, put them out, and then you've got like the five brutes to follow it up, and you wouldn't need the more crusher. Um, and I think there's a list there, so you could take like double, you know, take like brute fist five units of five brutes, um, you know, double double mega boss, weird knob, double war chanter, like three units of ten Ard Boys or whatever, um, and just go for it. And I think that would. That would be pretty interesting to play with because I think you've got the the Ard Boys. The problem is the Ard Boys just don't do enough either. But at least with the Ard Boys, you can go. Okay, so they're in the way. They absorb stuff. They get into combat, and then the brutes follow up with the mortal wound charge to turn after. Um, and then you've got the double battle brew, double mega boss, call the war on the turn that you go in. Um, and what you can do is brute fist his charge, do the mortal wounds. And then if you kill something when you do that, you could obviously later in the turn, you could then charge again. Um, only doing D3, but if you charge three units into one thing, that's 3D3 mortal wounds, it might finish it off. And with the Ravager, yeah. you're kind of quick enough to get where you need to be. It's a, it's a like, slightly more interesting army list to play with, but I I kind of like the more Crusher. Um, but, you know, as much there isn't a lot 
there isn't a lot to look at. It's not when you compare it to like Stormcast or or Chaos as a faction or you know other things like that. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed. That was my experience. I probably won't play them again for a long time, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I got yeah. smashed. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> got smashed on and off the table. Yeah. Um, so, um, we should talk about Sheffield as an event. Um, so first thing to talk about is the scoring. Uh, now, one of the things I thought might help me is they had a bit of an interesting scoring system, which was you have major minor, but you also had your kill points. Now, what this was, every 100 points you killed, you got a tournament point. And there was no cap, and the amount of points you gave up made no difference. So you could get tabled, Kill fifteen hundred points and still get fifteen tournament points. Yeah. Um, How did you I feel liked, about this? I liked and disliked it. I hope it doesn't become a thing, but it's all right for one-offs now and then. Yeah. I've... The problem I had is it didn't really promote scenario play. It promoted smashing each other on the table. It was. I think it was very much like the old style. Old. Yeah, where you go right. I only care about smashing my opponent, um, but there is still a lot of points for the scenario. So I, I actually quite liked it as an idea. I wouldn't want to do it every event, like you say, but there was a lot of people moaning about it, and it's like, well, it's in the pack. You don't have to go if you don't like it. Yeah, um, and I think it rewarded people that. For smashing your really, <laughs> really had a kind of like for Iron Jaws, like my Iron Jaws army, it was perfect because it, it, I could literally recklessly throw my army away to kill stuff and still come away the game with points. Um, yeah, so I think it was it was pretty solid, like you know, pretty sound. I think um, I don't know, it was it was okay. I I don't mind. It's different, which is which is great. It, you know? it could be refined a little bit so that your opponent's score is a difference to yours or something maybe so you can't just throw stuff away you have to be play stuff a bit more carefully the problem i have with that though is that it defeats creates a very negative way of playing and all it does then is make armies that are like avoidant shooting strong yeah so i i kind of prefer it's not difference i i actually prefer that um because difference is i i don't really like that at all because i think at least what this promotes is, I might as well throw this model away because it doesn't get any more scenario points. It might die. The odds are it's going to die, but it doesn't hurt me anyway. I think the only problem with it, it, it could be open to abuse because you could take an intentional draw, giving you both, was it 10 points? You get or was 10. It 15. Fif- no. It was, it was 10, wasn't it? For 10. A draw? Yeah, because 20, 20 for a major, for a major win. and 15 for a minor, right. So you could go, right, okay, so we'll take 10 and we'll kill 1,900 points of each other's army and you walk away from the game with 29 points, both of you. So I'm not saying people would do that, but it, it just could be abused. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you could actually walk away with loads of points in the game which and take a draw. If you both well, in a bad matchup and you both don't fancy it, just go, well, we'll just take the idea. Yeah, the, the sort of thing that happened with mine and Luke's game is where we were both absolutely smashed. It was, we were just convincing each other to, to fight. And it was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, just throw them in there. Why, why wouldn't you? It's like, oh, yeah, I'll make the charge then. Because 
there, there was, like you said, there was no reason to not. It was like, why wouldn't I charge these? I might get some points. You might get some points. It's not really going to affect me because I'm not going to lose anything. So, especially in the mission where you know you're only going to get a minor or or like it's just going to be a draw either way. You know, I can't remember what the mission was at that point. <laughs> I what think did it was play round Blood three? and Glory. Blood and Glory. Yeah. Oh yeah, it got to the point where where we just smashed each other off the table because we our armies are basically the mirror with the Bloodletter bomb and the Stormfiend bomb. I had the cannons, so I could outrange him a little bit. But we just ended up trading units. My bloodletters killed his Stormfiends. His bloodletters killed my bloodletters. My Stormfiends killed his bloodletters. His next wave of bloodletters killed my Stormfiends. And we basically just traded units back and forward in in yeah. the in the matchup. I wasn't, I'm not saying you're forward. abusing anything, but I just... Oh, no, it's, it's, just it's the, more that that's... But I think a scoring system that promotes people to play that way is better than one that promotes people to play I'm not going to give you these points because it means you might I'm going to affect my score because I'm going to hide yeah. I'm going to run away I'm going to put my I'm going to teleport my treatment on one wound into the bottom corner so you can never kill him and it, it's like really like it doesn't hurt you in in this system to just let the treatment die like try and suicide charge him in, kill something, and he might die at the end afterwards. But because you the kill the thing, unit, you get more points. So it's like well, the only thing it could affect is that person that you're that gets the points could end up pipping you on like the podium or something. So there is still room there to stop your opponent getting points from you if you don't want them to finish high up in yeah, the placing. I mean, it's less less of a factor, really, isn't it? Because it's, yeah, because it doesn't affect your own score. Yeah, it only means that you're not you're not going to finish higher. And the fact is that yeah. like generally you'll find that if they're going to finish higher than you, that'll come out in the wash anyway. You know, um, that scoring system I've got no problems with. I don't know why there was bigger fuss about it. Um, the one score I did raise an eyebrow at was the, so in the, when we, when we went to the pack, there was a blood and glory style painting thing on the back, which wasn't used in the end. Yeah. Because the judges were meant to mark your army for like cohesiveness, wow factor, and all the rest of it. So I was like, well, that's quite cool. But I would have liked to have known about that because yeah. there was a point where I was going to borrow bits of Kieran's army and use bits of my army because there was nothing in the pack. So I was like, well, there's no points for not doing this. Yeah. So I'm just going to, and I want to try this list out. And I'm Which is why to I took my Skaven and your Bloodbound was because yeah. there was no points for cohesion in the pack. So you could just take. A painted army. It didn't have to match. It could then, be from yeah. anywhere. And then you get the pack, and you look at the back, and you go, "I didn't even realise." So halfway through the event, someone pointed yeah. out to me, and it was like, "Oh wait, there's there's painting like a breakdown painting points." So I filled all mine out. Not that they they said to, and then apparently they weren't using it at the end. It wasn't in the scores. Yeah. It, I think so, it was just on like an old, possibly an old scoring pack, like an old pamphlet thing. Well, no, because it had the date on the front of the thing, so it must have uh, been right. like they were going to use it, and then they decided not to. Possibly, maybe because it wasn't in the pack and people complained. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, but the, the other one bit, thing was this rate the guy score, um, which wasn't in the pack either. No. Um, and I hate this. Like I, I will openly say this is just and shouldn't be a thing at events. It shouldn't because people do not do it correctly, and it's the same as. So I'll just tell you what it is. So basically what it was is at the end of the game, you march your opponent on their army painting, their army list, and basically were they a cheat. Um, I think the wording on it was very 
bad. Very aggressive. I think it was it was one of the choices was their army shouldn't be on the table. It needs to go in the bin. Yeah. And I think that's just disrespectful, regardless of if... I know what it is. She's thinking, thinking oh, these people that are taking abusive lists and they don't even care. But it's a very fine line between someone who can't do it or has some circumstances where they haven't been able to do it and they've cut corners and yeah they but then the fact is they want to go to the event and they want to be fully included and somebody's taking the piss but the problem is you put that kind of wording in the pack it's very aggressive um and the one i think one of us was like he's a i can't remember the wording exactly I, i wish i had the pack with me but um it was kind of like i read it and i was like uh and um they were just the, a bit negative. <laughs> yeah, and I think the problem is is that it's out of eight points per game. So this is my biggest problem with these sort of scores. They're meant to be a check on people not cheating, taking a cohesive army, or taking a more balanced list. This only works if you put it in the pack before the event, because then people can read the pack and go, oh, I won't borrow these, like pieces of shit models or a mishmash of models i won't be this dickhead with this army list it's all guns or all like storm fiend pop-up they might do anyway but at least they're gonna think mm, do i take that because i might lose points and it's not really the effect it has on the people's scores it's the kind of psychological effect it has going into the event where you decide actually i will take a concession because i'm worried that the score might affect my placing yeah so if it's not in the pack, it literally does nothing. Because when you turn up on the morning with your army, you can do nothing about it. Yeah, because you didn't get the pamphlet thing until so you handed in your army yeah. list until the round started. And you're like, well, I've submitted my list now. You've well, no, now yeah, chucked you, these, you probably only got one army with you, right? You don't yeah. have to carry two armies with you. I've got a soft version and a hard version. Um and I, I don't know, I just I just found it bizarre because these kind of scoring, like you know, I'm not I'm not ragging on the event because, you know, I'm not trying to be overly negative about it. I love ADMP, I, I love the Sheffield Slaughter. But I, for me this was just a bizarre thing and I'm not I'm sure they already know that they could have been done better and there's I, there's a lot of not, talk about it on the forum it, and stuff already. It's not it's not for me to I'm not trying to be really negative about the event. I'm just saying to me personally, those type of scores have a big factor in reining people in prior to an event. But if it's not advertised in the pack, then you don't know it's there. So nobody makes any concessions because they just don't know it's a thing. So, and that's the same way as there's a lot of comments about the standard of painting, which we'll talk about in a minute at Sheffield being really low. And that's because there was nothing in the pack to reward. There was nothing in the pack. You just had to you. have three colours. That was it. Nothing to I don't reward even think you it take... said your models have to be based. I think well, it just said three colours. That's kind of a given, isn't it? I mean, but um, I think for me personally, the other thing about these scores, which I don't like, is that it's like it's like any sort of system where you've got people putting data in. If you don't have a consistent way, it doesn't work because. People do things differently. So some people just give you eight. Yeah. I, I don't care. I'm just giving you eight because I don't want to think they about it. I don't want to offend you. Either. I don't want to offend you. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect my score. I just give you eight. And some people will talk about it at the table, go, 
I'll give you eight, you give me eight. And I know they said, oh, you guys shouldn't discuss it. But at the end of the day, you've got to hand your packs up together. You normally go, oh, do you want me to go and hand your pack up? You can just look at it. And also the fact is people do discuss it because they can't hear every conversation going on. Um, for me, like, I did it properly. I read what it said. I looked at their army. I thought about the game and I wrote it properly. But then I got eight in every game, I think. And like one of them was like your army being like a high level or something. And I was borrowing Kieran's army. And much as I love I love his kind of colour scheme and concept and all the rest of it, it's not exactly like high level painting. But as an army, it looks quite effective. Um, so I got like max on every game. But it's fine. But I... <laughs> I think it doesn't really work because one person will mark their opponent correctly and other people just give eight. And until and and it's not consistent enough to really affect the people that are taking an army. I mean, like, I don't want to pick on the guy, but the guy who won, so Alex from the 40k scene, had a model with half its head missing, had Glade Ricardas as Waywatcher heroes with red capes and Glade Guard with green cloaks as Waywatchers. A hurricane and with no uh, uh, wizard on it. Hur- yeah, a hurricane with no wizard on it. And I know he's put that army together really quickly. He even not... said at the table, and he, I yeah, just chucked said, it together and cut And I asked him what happened money. to the head, and he said he was playing League of Legends, and he was clipping the bits off the sprue, and a bit fell in his bin, and he couldn't find it. And it's like, well, I've been there, I've done that, I know exactly how it feels. And he said if he had more time, he probably would have just bought another box. I mean, I don't... I'm not... But I, at the end of the day, like, I'm a, I am like the hobby side. I'm, I'm a painter when I can be bothered to paint. But for me, why should the fact that his models are not a good standard or like a top-level standard affect his gaming performance and where he finishes? If it if it's in the pack, then fine. Like with Blood and Glory, painting is heavily pointed, but it's yeah. in the pack and you know what it is. Yeah, so if you're that you kind of guy, event, so if I was Alex, I'd go... I know that there's a strong weighting towards hobby and sportsmanship. My army's not going to be scoring heavily in this painting category. Do I bother going to that event if I'm a gamer and I only care about doing well on the table? I might go because I'm going for practice and for the fun and I don't really I don't care if win or lose. I just want to try and compete on the table and in my head I can go well I know where I want to finish without those scores and I'm happy with that performance. Other people might say, well, I want the trophy, and I'm not going to get the trophy, so I'm not going to bother. Um, I I don't know how you feel about it, but I just don't like I don't like those scores. I don't like that sort of scoring. I don't like it if you don't know it's in there. If it's if it's an event which advertises it, like, say, Blood and Glory, fine. If on the morning of the event you turn up and then suddenly you're getting sports scores and painting scores just chucked in that aren't followed. Like, I got um eight 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 seven eight or something eight seven right my army wasn't cohesive because i had two different armies so i should never have got um eight yeah in any game i should have only got seven potentially six because the army my bits i'd say are painted to a very high standard the skaven bits the storm fiends and whatever but against your dry brush bloodbound wait wait let me finish they're completely different painting styles, so how can you point me based on 600 points of Skaven and say, well, that's painted to one standard, that's painted to another standard? You can't... They're completely different basing schemes as well for the cohesion point, which I mentioned. You can't point someone based on 
for a me, model. it's all about consistency. So I don't mind heavyweighted paint scoring when it's done by a sane team of judges and they go around and do everyone the same way. Yeah. Because it's consistent. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, generally it is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you've got two people that have marked every army in the venue and they've done it all with the same ideas in their head, they've got like a benchmark of what is what, and they go through and do every army, yeah. that's the fairest way to do an extensive paint scoring, in my opinion. But again, if it's not in the pack, and then you start punishing people for taking borrowed, I borrowed Kieran's army, which isn't exactly high level painting. If it had that system just kind of put in, that's not cool. I don't, I don't see why it's a thing. Um. Anyway, that's our opinion on it. Um. Now, let's talk about painting standard at the event. Terrible, because it's been commented <laughs> from other people and. I I think it's unfair some of the flack the tournament's got for the paint standard. Oh, it's not about the tournament. It's about the players. Exactly. The players' lack of effort. Exactly. And I know that as a TO, you can put scoring in to encourage more of a hobby-focused event. But at the end of the day, the two the people who organised Shefford Slaughter didn't put that in the pack, and they went, "Well, let's we're not we're not going to." It's not in the thing. It's not in there. I I think it's unfair for people to make comments about it to the TOs because they, it's not really their responsibility. Is it's it? not in the pack. It said you have to have three colours minimum. The the armies, some of them, one of them was sprayed black, dusted with white, and had some green paint thrown at it. Um, it wasn't Joe's um, Skaven. It was a similar Skaven list, um, which was shocking like it yeah, wasn't I mean, painted I think even like when it was under sprayed black it was like there was like it hadn't got into all the recesses and there was gray plastic showing underneath and then it was just dabbed it was a copy of the skaven's yeah. concept army but done I, very I, badly just it, it could i reckon with two spray cans and a pot of green paint you could paint that 2000 point army in two under hours. an hour yeah. Under I just under an hour, the spraying would take you ten minutes and then you just dab bits of green on the this like it wasn't it even a brush, I think it was airbrushed of green. It might have all just been sprays. I think it was. Um I, I don't know whose army it was, so can't call the person out, but my god, that was that was the worst painting standard I think I've ever seen in any tournament I've ever been to for an army. It didn't even meet minimum requirements. Like no. it shouldn't have even been on the table. No, and like I say, I don't, I don't know the circumstances behind it, and I don't single anyone out. But I, my personal opinion, I've been doing tournaments for ten years plus, more than that, two thousand eight, seven. I don't know. No, that was longer than that. Anyway, doing them a long time. Um, I've seen the wide breadth of different standards, different armies. Um. The ETC me, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Not quite tuna cans, but yeah. Bucket of um, bugs. And I think it's a... There is a responsibility as a player to set your own um, standard of what you think is acceptable. But then I think the onus is on like the community to say this is okay, this is not okay. At the end of the day, like people are going to use their own judgment. I think if you don't have, it's a subjective thing, painting, which is very difficult to sit and say, 
oh you you haven't put as much effort in as this person or this is this is borderline this isn't borderline this is unacceptable it's acceptable it's quite hard to do it in a written format of what's okay what's not okay and even if you did like an extensive picture and picture you just end up getting loads of questions about is this okay is this not okay and i think for me um i personally thought I didn't go around the event and look at the armies too much. I just didn't I didn't think there were that many amazing armies. There were some really nicely painted armies there. You know, Tomlins was there, Tim Fisher's ever chosen army with foot was really good, Matt I didn't even army see was that. really nice. That was really cool. We had like three minutes of Varangard all painted with a different mark. He won best painted. Yeah, um, I, I know he won the painting for it, but I, d- I didn't even see the army out. He's which got was his- the Archeon's converted on a ruin, so it's like stooping over, and yeah, it was it was you know really cool, really nice army. Um, I wouldn't say it was technically the best painted there, but it was new and it was kind of cool. Um, it was in a very good position for the voting. I think um, they spoke about on Heidenhammer. They said that it wasn't very well executed. The kind of like here in nomination, set your army up here. I didn't even know where um, where the armies were. Was it well? Just people just out? kind of put them out. They just said, "I'll just go around and have a look and vote for your favorite." And it's like, well, that's fine, but they're all over the place. You don't know as as someone. If I was going there trying to compete for painting, I would have been a bit annoyed. Because um, well, like, where do you put your army? Do you just set it up in the main hall? Do you, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bit random about who gets votes and, and stuff. They awarded tournament points for voting as well. I did, so, yeah, for voting. No, but that's voting for an army. Yeah, isn't for it? voting for someone. And I, I didn't. Like I didn't that. know where anything was. You just put any name down. Yeah. I I knew Tomlin was there. So I knew I liked his army. I hadn't seen anything else, so I went. Well, I don't know who to vote for because I haven't seen any best painted armies laid out. So but I'm you, just going to vote for Tomlin. But you don't want to lose five tournament points. But so. I'm not going to lose five tournament no. points. So I'm going to vote for him because I know he's got a really nice army. But it's unfair on everyone else that wanted their army laid out because I never even saw them because yeah. there was no set area for best painted. Which I saw like Adam Kunis's armies all like converted and it's quite cool. Um, like Les was there with still an F, obviously, and then you had like Matt Leon's army is really cool, really like his uh, what's it called the the big corn Corgraf character. Oh yeah, Scarlack, whatever his name is, I don't know, but Scarak, uh, Scarak, yeah. Um, and um, I don't know, like I don't think it was kind of weird. It was like a Sheffield traditionally as well. There's always been a pretty hardcore gaming event like in the back in the early days it was warm up for the heat final because the final was always you know in february and sheffield was in january feb i think something like that so it's basically warm up for the final at the gts back in the old days so it was pretty much anything goes um hardcore gaming when leggy's been running it it's had a very strong focus on gaming and I think it was a bit weird because they kind of shoehorned in this painting stuff under the radar, but then didn't really give the kind of credence to the painting as a thing. It's almost like they weren't really sure how they wanted to go about painting. It was kind of like it wasn't, it was kind of just done at the end, or I don't know, that's just how I felt. But um, I think for me, I understand what people are saying. Nobody wants to play against an army that isn't isn't well painted or or there hasn't been it's not really about well well painted but having the love care and attention and even like when alex beat me and i looked at his army and i went i don't really like the fact it's dracos missing half a face and he's got ray watchers and glade guard 
painted different colours as two different things. But at the end of the day, if you even if you had the proper models, you still would have beat me. You know, it doesn't make any difference to me the result on the table. It's it's like I knew what they were at the game, so it, it didn't it didn't yeah. bother me that much. Like I don't I'm not saying that I think it should be encouraged, um but I you know it's 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 one event you know we've got a lot of players from the 40k scene that have just come over and just started you've got loads of people just getting back into it like Matt Oakley I played and I know he is a phenomenal painter and his army was okay but he had loads of rush stuff in there and like you I know that he's an amazing painter because he used to win everything back in Davis Wood else you know I mean he's made an effort like Dan's army Dan's army was very quickly dry brush based and painted. I mean, his his bin minimum level, and even he wasn't very happy with it, is still like way above the acceptable standard in my opinion. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, do you want to make a big barrier to entry to people? Say, oh, you're not welcome because you're not a good painter or you can't paint really well. So no, there's that Tim King army that's getting a load of stick, wasn't there? With that guy. Um, oh and, yeah, and because with- he had converted snakes, use that term loosely. But he didn't want to. He can't buy the models, so he's like, "I want to play yeah. the army. I can't buy the models unless I go on eBay and pay like ninety pound for free snakes." So you're yeah. paying like thirty pound a model. Span compendium, and he's just like, problem. and he just, I can't. I, I, I don't want to pay that money, but I no. want to play with a good list, and I, and it's a list that appeals to me. And it's like, well, he has painted some stuff, and he's it's appropriate, and you know what it is. I mean. I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world because he's, he's, you know, his skill levels probably not really high. But and he's only just started playing. He's only played like three or four games, and it's like, well, do you punish that person? No. Do you just? It's hard, isn't it? I mean, I think as a community, um, I'm sure there'll be events where the paint standards really high. Like partners of cast had a really high paint standard. Yeah, I reckon tomorrow burns will be pretty up there as well. I think so. Yeah, and I think. You can definitely, as a TO, you can influence the what's acceptable by actually having consequences of not bringing what's acceptable. Um, and I think as well, you can also have um, incentivized scoring with painting or sports or stuff like that if you really care about that side of the hobby and, and try and encourage that. Um, and it's very weird because, like South Coast, we have a very basic painting system. Is it painted? Is it cohesive? everything has to be WYSIWYG. We don't remove models. We do, but we don't... It's not like a thing that happens a lot. Um, but what we do what we do enforce is the scoring. Quite strict. So, yeah. I, I think... But we still have a really high standard. Because people go there... Because we've got so much prize support for painting, people... Painters go to that event because they want to be in the painting competition. They want to compete for Coolest Army... They want to be in the, this free painting prizes. It's got a prestige attached to it. There's all these ways of trying to encourage that level of hobby. If that's what, it's like, Blood and Glory always attracts a strong painting crowd because it's so emphasised in the scoring, it's emphasised in the prizes, you know, and it's always a high standard. I mean, this year is probably the lowest standard it's ever been, in my opinion. Um, but it's that's because it was. A much bigger attendance and a lot of yeah. new people going. Well, I think this is the problem. Like we started playing Age of Sigmar as it came out, so we've already had the journey of getting stuff on the table quickly and getting it, you know, just getting it painted. Yeah. But what we've got is a lot of players that had, didn't play it and have just started playing, 
So they, they want to play, they want to go to events, but they don't want to spend months and months painting an army. I mean, I've been guilty of it in Age of Sigmar, just getting armies on the table. I mean, I've got a lot of stick for my bloodbound from some people. Um, fuck the, you, by the The thing way. is, though... But um, it's... The, the thing with bloodbound is yeah. it's still three-colour minimum, it's still got a good basing scheme, it's still cohesive, and every model is WYSIWYG. It, everything is represented by exactly what it is meant to be. Yeah, They might all look similar colours... But a blood warrior is a blood warrior. With a gore fist, it is that. A skull yeah. reaper is just that. They've all got the correct weapons. Everything is correct. When you have all these cobbled together, here's my six glade guarders, three as way watchers, and three as way watcher noble high lord characters. It's like, but they're just glade guard. Do you think though that I'm gonna I'm gonna place up a bit controversial here? Do you think it's there's a problem that there's model rules for models that you can't buy in match play. Can you buy way watchers? Um, not them as an example, but for example, Necropolis Knights. All right. Um, so if I was a new player and I wanted to play Tomb Kings because they've got rules and they're allowed in match play, but I can't buy them. So you're forced to convert them. And if your hobby skills are not great. Yeah you're going to get stick for putting potentially bad looking conversions on the table and it's the models aren't available so they shouldn't be allowed in the events but that's you know that's my stand on it if if it doesn't have a model it shouldn't be allowed like yeah, you know i think if the model's no longer supported it shouldn't in match play it should in be match like, play yeah it should i mean i don't have a problem with them having like rules for stuff that they used to make for people who've still got those models and they want to still use them. But I I think if they don't sell the model, like if I'm on, I'm on the GW website right now and I'm on the Wanderers section, there's no Waywatchers. Wow. So there's Waywatcher Lord at £8 a pop with a single pose model, but there's no Waywatchers. They are they are Wanderers, aren't they? They wouldn't be any under a section. No. So you can't buy them. So what choice does Alex, a 40k player, who's just come over to Age of Sigmar have? He's written a list. He wants. He, he is competitive. He needs that battle line unit of three way watchers. What's he do? A free yeah. great guard, not the appropriate... I mean, he said that he didn't want to spend 30 quid on free models for the free heroes. And he converted, I use that term loosely, free great guard. I don't think they're converted. I think they're just painted red. But I think, at the end of the day, what what other choice does he have? You know, like I mean, playing devil's advocate a bit. But if the models, not if they don't sell them, I mean, what, yeah, what are you going to do? Go on eBay and pay loads of money for them? Because you, I mean, I'm not sure they'll they'll be really expensive on eBay, and you probably get hold of them. But it's a bit kind of, I don't know. I just find it a bit of a weird thing that you you've got this. Oh, you know, um, we want to. You can't take this, but you know, it's it's not the right model, and it's like, well, if they don't sell the right model, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, you've got like Waywatcher models are like fifteen quid, twenty pounds, six quid a model. I mean, like nineteen pound a model. Yeah, so it's like, well, do I want to pay? 60 quid for free models? Probably not. So do I blame him? You can't really. 
until the match play rules are tidied up to the point where you can only use models that are in production, you can't blame someone for using weird, somewhat cheap shortcut conversions. No, because I think if that's all that's available, that's all that's available. I think the problem is, it's like where, how do you draw the line? Like at the end of the day, it's an elf with a bow, and you know that it's their heroes because you've been told. There's no difference between them. It's like, I mean, where do you draw the line with that? And then someone going, well, I've got Kyrak acolytes. I've put, I don't know, like uh, Marauder heads on them and given them Stormcast shields, and they're my um, citizen levy. Well, no, they're just like they're my Empire swordsmen or spearmen um, in my mixed Stormcast devoted to Sigmar army. And it's like, well, they're not the right models, are they? No. And and it's where do you, you know, a head swap on a plastic glade card with a red cape or an extensively converted kit-bashed Kyrick Acolyte, how, how do you judge one's okay, one's not okay? And the thing is, is when someone comes across and they're doing well competitively and their army is seen as strong or, like, you know, as overly gaming competitive, people try and pick holes in it because they don't like it. They don't like the fact that somebody's winning. It's obviously looking for any excuse to try and pick holes on it. Uh, that's how I feel. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, I had uh, a quite an interesting chat with... I mean, I was a bit pissed up at the time, but I was having quite an interesting chat with him, and I said to him that please don't feel excluded from the community. Because, to give people a bit of an idea, there was a lot of sort of buzz around Twitter about this guy because he's a very competitive 40k player and there's some sort of stuff being said about his gamesmanship on the table and not being the right kind of spirit um, for what people don't really are saying some quite sort of like quite harsh things about him. Um, And he kind of was kind of making a bit of a joke out of it when I spoke to him and I said, look, I'm not going to go into this game of a preconception because I don't know you. And I said, at the end of the day, I, I give it, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't want you to feel like the age of Sigma community is, is anti-inclusive or because that's not what age of Sigma is about. Age of Sigma is, is, and the community we've got is fantastic. And I almost feel a little bit now that people are getting a little bit precious about, the community and so they don't want it getting ruined but by almost like squeezing it and 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 trying to protect it you're gonna ruin it yourselves yeah that's just how i feel about it it's like come on guys we gotta show people that we can just be better than that do you know what i mean and what i hope is that you could say to alex at the table or whoever and say look that's cool man i like your list it's interesting and he was quite happy with his Colonel Hunters. And I said, they're actually quite nicely done. They're quite well painted. And like you'd say that, actually, he said he's not a great painter. And I said, well, he's, he's, he's got it all painted, it's based, and it's, you know, that's fine. And I, I said, I gave him a bit of shit about the missing head because I, I was just like, what? <laughs> um, but then I understand the point of view that if you lost it and and you're going to pay another, like, 30 quid, is it, for two models and only use half a head? Um I mean, I would. That's me personally, but um, hopefully, will in the future. Um, but I, you know, I think I'd rather see the scene grow, and then as it grows, we just need to kind of nurture or educate people on what we want to see in our in our events. And our and it, I don't think the responsibility lies with the TO. 
it does a bit, but I think it relies with the people as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of rambling a bit, but I don't know. I just felt there was a lot of like negativity around this event, and I didn't really understand it. To me, the event didn't feel like a current Age of Sigmar event. It felt like a bit of an older 8th edition event. It kind of felt like an like an old slaughter, but not. It, I don't know, it was weird. Like it, it just didn't feel like an event that I've been used to. No, I, I get what you're saying. It, it didn't have the same feel, but I don't know whether that's because it was quite a big event and it was an old school venue and it was run in an old school way. That's probably what it was. I don't know. And I think you had you get had a lot of players there that aren't at, not of the other Age of Sigmar events. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, think I don't think it was an amazing Sheffield slaughter. I'll put it that way. Um, but no, I think the year before was was probably better. It, just, it felt different because Leggy won't running it. I guess. Did, did he run last year? I don't think he did. Did he? He, he ran the year before. Oh, okay, I'm not, I can't remember. I think I'm he sure did, he yeah. did. I can't remember. The year before was weird as well, but um, for different reasons. But yeah, I, I think. Look, not ragging on the event, but I just I think there was a lot of overly negative comments made about the event, the pack, the painting. I just don't really think it's a thing. I think people are worried. That, that the scene's been so good and the games and the hobby standards have been so high and it's in a really good place and I think people are just worried about it deteriorating and people are just a bit protective. And yeah. I think that comes along with Warhammer TV, increasing exposure of the game, um, more events, uh, the heat's coming back and it's just edging more of that competitive gaming element into it. Because if you're a war gamer and you're a competitive war gamer and you see well this game's being streamed, it's it's feeling a little bit like a, going towards an esport. Um, the heats are back, and if I'm a 40k player, I'm looking at 40k going, this game is in a bad place, right? I know, I want to play a game. I like the new Age of Sigmar. It's similar to kind of 40k play style. I'm going to play that because why? I don't want to waste my energy on 40k at the moment. I love the models, love the background, but. And I, that's why a lot of those players are coming across. And I think the standard in the 40k event is different to the Age of Sigmar event in the UK scene, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, and so you've got, and when you've got an influx of new players, they're going to have rushed, not finished new armies. And I think there is a difference between someone like that and the guy with that Skaven army, which is just taking the piss, you know? And I think that responsibility lies with a TO. But then again, it's difficult because do you stop that person playing at all? And it, maybe they're not aware that that's the level you need at an event. You know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure they are aware because it seems obvious to me that that's not really acceptable. But then if you go to a GW event and you're allowed to use it or your GW store, then why would you think that the independent seems different? I think... And if the pack said free colours, well, they've got free colours on it. I know it's not what they mean, but can you remove it as a TO? I don't know. It's got black, white, and green. Technically, it's three colours. Yeah, I know it's taken the piss, but maybe that... I mean, you kind of got to have that conversation with that individual and find out what, what exactly is going on. Um, and I think it might become quite apparent that it's not it's not okay, you know? Um or at least tell that person, look, dude, this is not okay. Um, you, 
if the guys are like, I've travelled this all this way, da, 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 so that's fine. You will score zero in your painting score for the event so you could not finish anywhere um but we will let you play or here's an army you can borrow this army instead or something like that i don't know but um it's it's a difficult it's a very difficult thing to do you know i mean one you've got to spot it which if you don't go around marking the armies how are you going to spot it yeah so i don't think they went round looking at the armies. That's why no. there wasn't best painted nominations. Well, That's why the back sheet painting score wasn't used. I just don't think they did. I don't think they went around doing painting marking. No, one thing that did annoy me that I will say is it said in the pack, no proxies allowed. There were a lot of proxies knocking around. Mm. Um, and like, even in like Matt's army, still, it's a beautiful army, but that was not Scarrock. No, but that, it's a much better. Yeah, like, it's such an amazing it. paint job, and it's such yeah. a good model. And you and can let that fly, and then you've got someone. This using is what a, I say: what's a proxy? What's not a proxy? Yeah. Then you've got someone using Sal the Faithless, which is just a Chaos Sorcerer with a green stuffed arm. I think it had like for the snake arm. Mm. <sighs> is it Sal? It's got a snake arm. It's, it's a sorcerer. Is it but, any different? It's yeah. also, this is the problem. It's. It's subjective. You can't mm. put it in a pack. No proxies. What's a proxy? You have to put special characters have to be the official special character model if you want to do but it then, that way. But then that's rubbish as well because some of the models aren't available. Or they're, yeah. Like you look at some of the old stuff. It's going back to like the nineteen eighties. You know. Well, there's a reason I built my own Epidemus model because exactly, I don't like don't I don't, don't like that. the real one. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But like now, I will only use official special models, character models, because at Games Workshop to tournaments, yeah. you have to use the correct models, yeah. even though that style model was a GW heat. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, it's very hard to. If no one's checking, you can get away with murder. <laughs> yeah, because even like even if you had Stormfiends with the wrong weapons, or you know, and that like, happens, and it, it did happens. happen. Yeah, yeah. and, and what, what do you do about it? It's like. I don't know. It's a very difficult conversation to have, and it's hard to check a hundred armies or eighty armies or how many people were there, yeah. and, and look at every unit. I mean, you might even just look at that army and go, "Oh, they're just Glade Guard, and they're the right models." You don't actually realize they're actually Waywatcher Nobles, but he's got like five of them. You know, because <laughs> you know five Glade Guard. Yeah, you know? it's, it's 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 without. I don't know. It's one of those things. If I hope people will take a decent army and have a decent paint job and try. I think effort's the thing. You can't really do it by a, a marking system or anything like that. You can have a word with someone and say, that's not really cool, yeah? I know you're new. That's not really a good thing. We don't really want to see that. Um, even if you're not the TO, I thought Sheffield was okay. It wasn't the best Sheffield slaughter. It wasn't the worst tournament I've ever been to. I had fun. Um, that was it, really. I don't want to say much more about it. Yeah, I got, I got super drunk on Saturday and had a laugh, and yeah. And to be fair, that that might be all you want from a tournament. To be fair, yeah. So. Well, I'm not getting that drunk again. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Um, we talked a lot about painting there, didn't we? Um, I think. I think we could probably wrap the show up there. I don't know much yeah. else to talk about. I mean, um, well, who won the event, Alex? Alex. Harrison, Harrison, I think who so. comes second? Darren Palmer, and third was Ben Curry. 
No, was Mark Wildman. Mark Wildman. Where did, ben, where did Ben Curry win recently? That was the Heat, wasn't it? Oh, he, yeah, he yeah. third at the Heat, wasn't he? Um, so, um, oh yeah, Ben was nowhere, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> so, I think, you know, I think um, it's good to see... Oh, what we should talk about is the meta a little bit, I think. So... Shooting, shooting, yeah, more shooting. Yeah, shooting and more shooting. So I think there's been a very sh- distinct paradigm shift towards shooting. Now, I don't think that's a coincidence with new players coming in, Sylvaneff being in Pilvern Army, Hunter's being really good, um, Stormcast just getting a new book, that's got loads of new shooting units, and Zinch being heavily shooting a Magic Army. So there's a massive shift towards shooting. So um, they've been doing quite well. So Alex won with an army which was um, Drakoff's, um we've touched on already, Freeway Watcher Nobles, um, Freeway Watchers, uh, loads of Hunters, two units of Skinks, a Hurricane. Hunters, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he had four units of three, yeah. Um, and just shooting you. Just shoot you. And I think in the scoring system where you get loads of points for killing stuff, it's quite a good quite a good army. Yeah, it's, it's um, win-win. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just shooting, you're just killing stuff, and you're like, I can pick off units, I can finish them off, get the points. Um, fair play to him, well done. Um, nice to see some new people coming into the scene and, and doing well. It's good to see new, more competitive players coming in. Uh, please, please make a bit more effort on your army. That'd be awesome. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, that was good. Good to see him. It's nice to play him. Nice to meet him. Um, I thought, you know, at the end of the day, it was it was a solid army. Honestly, it was particularly fun to play against, but. Um, I didn't have a bad game and I could have won the game, so it didn't make me didn't really impact my enjoy, enjoyment of the game because I felt like while well, I was in the game, so it didn't really impact my enjoyment. Yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. And uh, uh, Darren, he was using was he using mixed destruction. Yeah, so sixty goblins with the general. Is that how you played the first round? Yeah. Right. Okay. So you played Darren first with that that army yeah. before the Moon Clan, and Zinch uh, for Mark Wildman. So, yeah, uh, which lots was. Of, uh, Skyfires and Lord of Change. He was using the Changeling on the Bearwind to do 36 inch range gateways off the Lord of Change. And then I was in fourth. Bridesmaid. Yeah. But there was there was a lot of shooting armies there. Obviously, he had a bunch of Sylvan F armies full of Kernoff Hunters. Kernoff Hunters are just really popular, aren't they? Let's be honest. They're just really cheap for their. They're they very do. cheap for what they do. inch range, you can teleport around the board if you're in the Alliance with just Sylvan F. Can re-rollable four up saving combat just pff, yeah. yeah there was quite a few armies with skyfires in as well actually yeah there was quite a lot of skyfires out I don't think they were lighting the world on fire but they're pretty solid yeah I think so. people thought they were going to be amazing and just threw them away too aggressively you, I think you've the problem got a... is they are amazing but they are a glass cannon yeah I think if you use them a bit more carefully and just sort of keep them out of harm's reach and don't just throw them forward assuming you are going to kill what you target yeah, I think so. Um, that probably brings us on to a, a topic of the Zinch review, which we haven't done. Um, I think we lost kind of the window for opportunity to release a Zinch review as the book come out, and the same for the Stormcast one, because we got ours quite late. Um, we will do definitely do a Stormcast review, because um, I've been looking at them as an army that I've already been dabbling with anyway and probably do his interview but we'll probably wait until we've played some more games of it i think it's probably the yeah i think les was talking about maybe doing his inch army as well so yeah he was talking to me about that today actually so i mean i think we'll probably do i'm taking stormcast to 
uh, Tomorrow Burns. So I'll probably put a bit of a Stormcast review on that. Um, we might probably be me and you sit down and do a Zinch review at some point um, when we've got a spare evening. I mean, to put a shout, but yeah. uh, we will do it. It's just not not out yet, so uh, we'll get there. But um, yeah, I think that about probably wraps up for this show, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, not really much else to say is there about Sheffield. It was, it is what it is, and I think AD said he's taking the reins next year. So it'd be interesting to see what what he does with the pack. You know, with the feedback that he's been given so far on yeah, the and forums think... and stuff. So. For me, like I, I've got a lot of respect for Pete and Ad. Um, I like the Sheffield Slaughter, and um, I'll probably go again because it's it's always a good event, regardless really of what happens around it. I think there wasn't anything really controversial for me. I didn't feel the standard was that low. I had fun. Um, so yeah, it was cool. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back shortly with another show, probably about tomorrow. Burns list because and maybe our Cheltenham findings uh, and yeah. prep for South Coast. Although I'm not playing, um, I'm quite looking forward to next weekend and trying out the missions. So, yeah, should be good. All right, cool. All right, speak to you later. Later. To make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face, subscribe to us on iTunes. Add our RSS feed to your reader and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.